This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Georgia State football is on the road for the first time this season here in Charlotte tonight to face the Charlotte 49ers here live from Jerry Richardson Stadium on the campus of UNC Charlotte. Panthers off to a 2-0 start for just the second time with wins over Rhode Island 42-35 and the Huskies of UConn last Saturday in Atlanta 35-14. 77 points in two games and six rushing touchdowns for running back Marcus Carroll. Charlotte 1-1 one one with a win over South Carolina State in their opener and a loss on the road last weekend at Maryland 38-20. Hi again, Panther fans, and welcome to our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker, Georgia State Radio Network microphones coming to you tonight from Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Still checking boxes of things for the first time in program history. An opportunity tonight, again, to go 3-0 and for the first time in Georgia State football history. Yeah, cross your fingers and hope that that happens and that we just play well. We play within our game. Uh, we like to run the football, Dave, and we are very successful so far this year at not having any turnovers. So we're, we're making it very easy for our defense to force other teams to go the full length of the field. Uh, we're not penalized a whole lot. There's a lot of really good things that are happening right now for the Panthers. And let's just, you know, our, our, our trust is that that will continue here again tonight on uh, a beautiful evening and the weather shouldn't be a factor at all. Sun shining brightly right now, although the lights are on here at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte. Warm temperatures. Go back to the UConn win, 35-14 uh, Georgia State gets the win. A much better job defensively by the Panthers. They always talk about... The advancement made from week one to week two, as Coach Elliott has said, you have all fall and all go back further all summer to get ready for that first game. In that instance, we only had, what, six, seven days to get ready for the UConn Huskies going from a Thursday night to the following Saturday. Georgia State defensively was the one area that we saw the most notable uh, improvement in. Agree with you completely, David. I think that the main thing that the, our defense was able to get out of it was the calls and the positioning and trusting in where you're supposed to do your job and then your neighbor, the guy next to you, um, it all seemed to fall together much more smoothly in game two. They're going to need that again here tonight. Uh, it really, Real simple. Charlotte doesn't score a whole lot of points. They're averaging 22. We give up about 25. If we stay in that realm, we're here uh, in, in the mid to low 20s. Uh, I think we got a really good chance because uh, I don't want Charlotte's offense to get explosive here and then they get 30 or 40 points and then you have to match touchdowns against a really good defense that Charlotte has. All right, when I was talking about the improvement made from week one to week two, how about the number that kind of jumped off the stat sheet 
in the UConn game, Georgia State defensively held the Husky to, Huskies to just 50 yards on the ground. That's yeah. an incredibly low number. There, there have been some times in the past where we've done that with other opponents in, in, in years prior to this year. However, their passing yards were five, 600, and, and they didn't need to run it all that much, and they were scoring a lot of points. We, we cut down on the points, obviously. We got the ball back in the offensive hands. We didn't have a pick six or anything like that last week, but uh, the defense is buzzing around the ball, and they're making tackles at the point of attack. One interesting side note to this one tonight is former Georgia State offensive lineman Jonathan Bass transferred to Charlotte and is now playing for the 49ers. Coming the other way down 85 South, Trevor Timmons transferred from Charlotte to Georgia State. So the transfer portal has a little bit of a side story with tonight's ball game. Yeah, it's interesting that Jonathan left and was going to be a starter at Georgia State, you would presume, but he went into the portal. He is scheduled to start here tonight. But they have seven other Georgia-based players on their roster. So they've kind of dipped in. And there's, uh, I, I stopped counting at 50. They have players from at least... 50 other schools that are on their roster now. I don't think it's quite like what Dion did at the University of Colorado where he just basically robbed everybody he could out of the transfer portal. But they are making differences here, and the size and speed of the guys that they have at Charlotte are drastically bigger and better than what they've had in the past. The number I heard was 62. Yeah, like I said, I stopped counting it at 50. And some of them, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pogey, Biff Pogey has, has some ties to Michigan, and there's a lot of Michigan players or you know, some other Big Ten ACC guys that are not playing at those schools, and then they're going to come here. So it's a very interesting perspective to see what is drawing them here, but I think Biff Pogey's marketing of the, of the program and trying to get people to come here and, and experience a chance not only to play but play at a high level, uh, that, that's been very tempting, and, and the portal has proved that. Jalen Jones, the starting quarterback for the Charlotte 49ers, a two-time transfer. Jackson State, Bethune-Cookman out of Charlotte. He's a senior out of Richmond, Virginia, 61% completion rate. Yeah, he's 21 of 34. He has two touchdowns, but Dave, he's got three interceptions so far early in this year. So did Maryland figure him out? Not sure. Will we get a chance to figure out where he's going? Does he spend a lot of time looking down receivers and throwing in that direction, or does he look off guys? Hopefully our secondary will be able to knock a few passes away or hopefully get some interceptions and, and great return yardage against him. A couple of finals in on our Sunbelt Conference College football scoreboard this afternoon. Wake Forest comes back. They survive a scare on the road at Old Dominion. Old Dominion led that game most of the afternoon. Wake Forest comes back on the road and beats ODU in Norfolk 27-24. And Wisconsin, after getting down early, beats Georgia Southern uh, at Camp Randall 35-14. Yeah, Wisconsin uh, against the Sunbelt team. We went there a couple years ago. We were heading the fourth quarter, but uh, they brought in that lefty and uh, everything changed. But uh, Southern loses, Dave. That's not a bad day for me. All right, coming up, we'll continue with our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff here from Charlotte. We've got the Georgia State Panthers at 2-0 against the 1-1 Charlotte 49ers. More of our Panther pregame show as we walk you up to kickoff tonight from Jerry Richardson Stadium here in Charlotte. Coming up after this two-minute timeout from Charlotte, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Up Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here in Charlotte, the Panthers. Game show countdown to kickoff continuing. Georgia State and the Charlotte 49ers here in week three. Pleased to be joined right now by one of the top running backs in all of FBS football, ranked in the top five as far as yardage and touchdowns. And that is, of course, Georgia State's own Marcus Carroll. Congrats on the uh, first two wins. I know above and beyond the individual stats, it's great to walk out of the stadium with a W. Oh, yeah, definitely, uh, especially coming off of last year. Just started hot in the season. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a blessing. But, yeah, we keep stacking, keep building, and we're going to get what we need to be soon. So You know, a year ago, started out with a very challenging schedule. SEC team on the road, ACC team at home, both very winnable games. This year, the schedule is a little more manageable in allowing this team to build some positivity out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it helped us get some momentum rolling, get that uh, locomotive ball going. And when, once we get going, going we, ain't, we ain't stopping. So, uh, But, yeah, it's definitely a more manageable season. We play, you know, Rhode Island and, and um, UConn's pretty good teams, but, you know, it's definitely a lot easier than two Power 5 opponents last year. Did the preparation for this season really start towards the end of last year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I'm talking about like as soon as we was able to, we got out here. Um, and everybody felt it, felt it. You know, we had to get out, out here. Um, it, it left bad t- taste in all our mouths. You know, we had to get out here. We just wanted to work, be better, because we know that we, we, we are capable of way, way much more. So. You knew you were in a situation a year ago, and you had that breakout game and the big win at Southern Miss. You knew you, what your situation was last year playing behind Tucker and Jemias. 
Very patient, waiting your turn, being a part of what they did. What did you learn from those guys as far as uh, being the guy in the running back room? Oh, I learned everything from you know they uh, even even um the ones for the Destin Coles, um Dawson Hill, all the guys they showed me the way. I knew I had to wait my turn, and I just took that time to work my craft, get better, and they they, said, they supported me. I supported them, and um and, and I mean <laughs> I learned everything from the plays, everything. So it, it's it's been good, it's a blessing. And now I'm here, I feel like I'm more prepared. Now that you look back at it, but patience sometimes can be a bit of a challenge, can it? Yeah, it's hard being patient, but I knew I just knew um, I got great faith in God, so I knew my time was going to come, and when my time come, I, I should be ready for it. What did you work on individually to get you to where you are heading into this season? Um, everything um, as far as being durable, um, uh, speed, catching the ball, everything, just working on my craft. Anything, I, I work on everything, so... Um, there's no specific thing. I, I, I try to be an all-around back, um, not just a, a one cut or just power cut. So I just, you know, focus on every little thing. Georgia State running back Marcus Carroll with us here in our Panther pregame show again tonight here in Charlotte. You now kind of move yourself into that leadership role. The loud, We'll call it the loudest voice in the running back room. Yeah. Again, based on what you saw when you got here, yeah, how has that prepared you to be the loudest voice in the running back room? Uh, yeah, um, you know, just like uh, guys, like I said, Tuck and Jam, um, just just learning from them. You know, uh, they, they took me under their wing, and it's the same way. Um, as as next year goes on, guys like KZ, Jaquan Dix, and uh, even um, – uh, Freddie, Freddie Bach, you know, just uh, show them, telling them the plays, uh, working on plays, uh, pass protection, or just helping them out. And then sometimes, you know, like Casey, I learn learn from them. You know, some, some stuff I might be lacking on, I learn from them. So, you know, it's, it's it's real positive in that room. A lot of good camaraderie amongst the running backs, all the way down to Jay Dixon, Jalen Foster. Yes, de- most definitely. I'm talking about even outside of football, we might go to the Cal, walk on campus together. So it's definitely a lot of common. That's how it is, what, what, what it was with uh, Dawson Hill, Destin, uh, Destin Coates, and Tuck. It, it was always a, a, a relationship outside of just uh being on the field so all right your numbers against uh UConn 107 yards three touchdowns you got six touchdowns in the first two games <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a blessing um and that UConn game was tough sledding there at first but I know we keep pounding 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 wear them down um but yeah it's a blessing that O-line um yeah we, we got it going um we've been working on we game plan so um I'm just I, it's a blessing I'm blessed yeah definitely you know, with some of the new faces that have stepped in along the offensive line and came in and made an immediate impact, along with guys like Glover who've been here for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they came in and they bought into the process. Um, guys like Glover, um, Avery, that who already been here, They, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy for them to fit in. Um, they came in, worked hard, kept their head down, and just kept working. So it, they, they gelled pretty well. Let me ask you one question about your quarterback, Darren Granger. Last year led the team in rushing yards Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Really, we think of him as a quarterback. He's another Marcus Carroll. Yeah, yeah, Darren. Then he gained gained that weight, too. So, uh, yes, yeah, you got got to guard somebody. You know, if you're going to guard the pass, you got to guard the pass. You got – Darren can run the ball. I can run the ball. So, it's it's a lot of threats in the offense, um, wide receivers. So, yeah, it's a dangerous offense, definitely. The yeah, thing about it, too, is uh, not that you do it a lot, but you can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. you got that kind of speed. Oh, yeah. You know, I, like I said, I just work on my craft. And I want to be an all-around bat. So, yeah, I definitely emphasize the catching game. In my, I want to emphasize that in my game. So. All right, lastly, you remember the game here a year ago against Charlotte here in Atlanta. Uh, talk a little bit about the preparation 
you know, you got Rhode Island, UConn behind you now, mm-hmm. and now the total focus is on tonight's game with Charlotte. Yeah, uh, so not, I really don't want to focus too much on last season, but it that definitely left a bad taste. I mean, I was disappointed for, I mean, all around. Um, offense was a disappointment, defense especially uh, dis- disappointment and everything. So um, just going into it, just staying focused, fo- focusing on little things and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we're we'll, we'll going to be ready to play this week, definitely. All right. As always, appreciate it. Congrats on getting off to a 2-0 start. Let's leave Charlotte 3-0. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. I want to thank running back Marcus Carroll, top five in yards and touchdowns at FBS football for joining us here in our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Coming up after this two-minute timeout, we'll preview tonight's game with head football coach Sean Elliott. Again, back after this break from Charlotte, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Lusab Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year 100,000 mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now going back to Charlotte, North Carolina with Dave Cohen. All right, pregame with Coach Back here in Charlotte, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues as we get ready for Georgia State and the Charlotte 49ers. Week three on the schedule for Georgia State. Panthers coming off a nice win over UConn last Saturday night in Atlanta, 35-14. Panthers off to a 2-0 start and joined right now by Georgia State's head coach, Sean Elliott. Congrats, a 2-0 start and a good week of practice heading into this one. Yeah, you know, we have had a pretty good practice. You know, it's... Uh... It's kind of a process. Our Monday's an introductory, and our Tuesday's pretty pretty bad always. And uh, we we make it like that. Wednesday, you know, you gradually improve during the course of the week. So on Saturday, you should be uh, ready to go. All right. So you know, you've heard the old adage: the uh, improvement from week one to week two. I think you mentioned it uh, a week ago uh, on the pregame show. What were your thoughts uh, in week two as you went back and looked at film? Big big improvement, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, you know, you have to make improvements, you know, and that, and that's where you see it the most because 
you don't have a chance to go play a game before that first game. There's no practice, uh, you know, go scrimmages with the other teams or anything. So you learn a lot from that first game, and then you make your adjustments and uh, see if your adjustments are correct. And for the most part, we were we were pretty good uh, in our second outing. So we'll see if we can prove a, a little bit more this week and uh, continue to, to get our football program, you know, where it needs to be. Got to really love your offensive line. Uh, when you look at the numbers that, a, say, a guy like Marcus Carroll's putting up, you told me uh, a lot during the offseason he might be one of the better running backs to have ever played at Georgia State. He's got six touchdowns in the first two ball games. Yeah, you know, uh, Marcus works hard, and, um, you know, every one of his, his touchdowns is, is off his hard work and his effort. And uh, it, it starts with those guys up front, those tight ends and those offensive linemen, helping him out right there, pushing him through. But he's done a marvelous job. Those six touchdowns are, you know, a credit to his offseason work and uh, just who he is. Well, I know they're just numbers at this point, but uh, one number that I picked up, Georgia State's defense ranked 25th uh, or offense, uh, no, defense, in what we're allowing – uh, opposing offenses to run for, holding them to, an, on average, the first two games, 81 yards. That says a lot, too, about uh, stopping the run as well as we've run it. Now, to tell you the truth, I really don't look at it all that that often. I'm glad you just told me that. Uh, you probably jinxed us, of course, but, uh, you know... Uh, you know, and you know, we've done well. We've got to do it this week. Um, you know, they have the ability to run the football. They've got a quarterback that can run it. I think their backs are nice, and uh, we, we've got to stop the run. I uh, fully believe that, but they've done a good job first two games. We talked a lot about Darren and uh, him bulking up in the offseason. Uh, again, another fine outing against UConn. What, what have you seen from him that you really like and the player that he has become and is becoming? Well, I mean, uh, I think Darren – just his growth over the last three years. He understands our offense, understands now really uh, what everyone's doing. And, and of course, the, when, when you understand what the offensive line's doing as a quarterback, it makes you a lot better. And he's seeing a lot of different things uh, and, and understanding the, you know where to put himself in position, his running ability and his throwing ability. He's done nice. Robert Lewis coming off a four-catch, one-touchdown reception. He's caught a touchdown in the first two as he's kind of assumed, for lack of a better term, that number one target spot. Uh, what have you seen from him so far? You know, uh, Robert's just a hard worker. He's always going to be ready when his uh, number's called, just like those other receivers. I don't think we have a number one target or anything like that. Uh, everything's predicated what they give us, and uh, he's just been fortunate to be in the right situations, you know, where they were giving us his throws. So he's done a – he just works hard, you know, and that's that's something that a lot of these guys are just – they're extremely hard workers, and they, they make themselves the players that they are. Yeah, one thing about Georgia State, going all the way back to 2010, we've always had really, really good receivers here. Well, let's continue to have really, really good receivers here then. <laughs> I'm just saying really good options for our quarterbacks to throw to, guys that are really, you know, you don't just look at the first or the second option. A lot of go-to guys, which says a lot with what you guys are bringing in here every year. You know, you you try to go out and you try to recruit the best players at every position. It's just fortunate that uh, we've, we've gotten some really good receivers over the years. All right, last week we were talking about uh, your new defensive coordinator, Chad Staggs. Uh, going back to uh, the number that I brought up earlier, uh, held UConn to just 50 yards on the ground. That's an incredible number right there. Yeah, you know, and going into the game, we were uh, I was I was concerned. Their offensive line was a, a really, I thought, a strong mobile unit, and their backs were really good. And, uh, and, and we just answered the call. It was a good good scheme that we had. Those, those coaches were long hours last week to make sure they had the right, uh, you know, the right coverages and the right, right fronts called, and uh, it, it worked out well for us. 
We don't talk a lot about, uh, well, when we do talk about practice, some of the scout team guys, I noticed in uh, one of the things that was put out on Twitter this week, the offensive and defensive honorees following the UConn win. Some of the guys that putting in a lot of work out here that don't hear their name called on on game day. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention one, Evan Graham. Evan Graham's a guy that um, played a scout outside linebacker defensive end for us last week, uh, got on kickoff team last week, and he became the scout team player of the week and a special teams player of the week. He was destroying guys, and he got noticed by being on the scout team, giving great effort and just uh, a relentless pursuit. And I said, we're going to put you on kickoff and see what you can do. And he was running through double teams. He was actually running through blocks, and the blocks that he was running through, he was pushing them back so far, they were making the tackles. So uh, that's an important position. It's an important role in our football team that no one should take lightly and everybody should be proud of that lastly i'll ask you about the kid dorian fleming he was the offensive uh kid that was recognized yeah dorian does a nice job you know uh, in this day and age the tight end is so involved in motions and movements and run blocking and pass blocking and uh he was down there he, he was giving everything he had i mean he, his tongue was dragging after every practice because he was working so hard so he's coming along nicely all right finally quick scouting report on uh, charlotte yeah, you know, offensively they got a mobile quarterback, they got a passer as well. Um, both those guys transferred in. They got two running backs in there, and their offensive line is pretty, pretty solid as well. Defensively, they're big up front. I mean, really, really big. Uh, some more transfers as well. Uh, not a lot of guys that we've seen from uh, from a year ago. So it's going to be a new group. We're going to have to come out here and see exactly, you know, uh, what they're like first and foremost uh, for ourselves because we haven't uh, gone up against them. All right, Coach, as always, appreciate it. And <clears throat> let's get out of Charlotte with a W. All right, let's do it. I want to thank Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott, joining us, as always, on our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff coming up here tonight, Georgia State and Charlotte. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff after this timeout. Two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. 
call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. 97.5, Laurie FM. Back here in Charlotte, Jerry Richardson Stadium, week three for head coach Sean Elliott and the Georgia State Panthers. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing. Time now for Georgia State's starting lineup tonight. On the offensive line, the left tackle will be the veteran Travis Glover, one of the Panther team captains. Jonathan Brown will be the left guard. Avery Reese will be your starting center on the right side. Trevor Timmons, who started his career at Charlotte, is the right guard. Right tackle is Montavious Cunningham. Your starting tight end tonight will be Chris Bird. The receivers, Robert Lewis, Jakaius Cradle, and Talik Williams. Running back, Marcus Carroll. And the quarterback, of course, Darren Granger. Defensively, the defensive ends will be Tylen Dunlap and Javon Dennis. Henry Bryant, your nose guard. Outside linebacker, Shamar McCollum. The inside backers will be John Trey Hunter and Jordan Venzial. Safeties, Jalen Tate and Jeremiah Johnson. Cody Jones at the star spot. And the cornerbacks, Brykees Brown and Gavin Pringle. Handling the place kicking, Liam Rickman. Punting, Cade Loggins. Kickoffs, Braden McAllister. Another former UNC Charlotte kid. And, of course, in his seventh season, Georgia State's head coach is Sean Elliott. Quarterback Jalen Jones, 6'3", senior from Richmond, Virginia. Two-time transfer, the leader for this Charlotte offense. He comes in again with 61% completion rate, two touchdowns on the year. He can run it as well as one rushing touchdown in their first two ball games. And the head coach is Biff Pogey. Well, we got a chance to do something that the school has never done. We've been saying that now for the first 14 years, but to go 3-0 and and to do so in a manner on the road and you know make some history, what an easy way to get into bowl con- contention and, and the conversation is to start off as good as the Panthers have and you keep that going and uh, great things can happen. You might even start talking about being division champions and eventually Sunbelt champions. That's got to be creeping into the in the networking here, but you got to win here tonight first. Hey, we just got a visit from a Georgia State football legend, Mark Hogan, who's on the staff here now at Charlotte. Again, first scholarship player in the history of Georgia State football. It's always great to see him. Yeah, his number is 001, isn't it, Dave? Number <laughs> yeah. one. You can't ever be two when you're number one, and it was good to see Mark. Obviously, great things happening. He just had his second child, the little boy, a couple months ago, and we wish him all the best. All right, we're getting set team captains for Georgia State and Charlotte making their way to center field, midfield there for the coin toss right now. Stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Should be a good one tonight here in Charlotte. Coming up next, the Georgia State Panthers in their quest to go 3-0 to start the season. Here tonight on the road to take on the 49ers of UNC Charlotte. You'll hear it next here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Now, with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Hi again, Panther fans, and good evening from Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. 
Saturday night in Charlotte with Georgia State football as the Panthers get set for their third game of the season. They're going to take on the Charlotte 49ers. Georgia State, of course, off to a 2-0 start. Wins at home in Atlanta the first two outings over Rhode Island and UConn. First time on the road tonight. Charlotte comes into the ballgame tonight a 1-1. They won their opener here against South Carolina State, and they lost on the road at Maryland in their most recent outing. Dave Cohen here along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. Should be a good one tonight. Although you look at the Charlotte program, and they are definitely the poster child for the transfer portal. One of them, yeah, University of Colorado, another, Dave, at least in my opinion. So many guys that have come here from other universities that are getting a chance to play. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger than they've ever been, and their coach has not believing in what they're doing. They had a chance early. They were up 14-0 against Maryland. Uh, some things happen now. Here's what Georgia State has to do. Make sure you don't turn the ball over, right, and be consistent. Get those first downs. Keep the sticks moving. And obviously we've got some big play guys offensively, and if we can get the ball to them, early and often I like my chances here tonight you and I have been in a lot of stadiums when we've been on the road with Georgia State football I gotta say the the line of sight from where we are here in Charlotte might be the best that we see yeah we're as close as you can be uh they they really thought of the broadcasters when they put this together um it's not the biggest stadium you'll ever but it's full and that's what the neat thing about it the college atmosphere the student section is absolutely jam-packed the band and uh, everybody that's out here early it's an early kickoff Dave it's an hour earlier than what you're normally used to but uh, I'm I'm delighted to be here this is a great college football atmosphere here this evening it's a white out here tonight just about everybody in the stands except out our window to the right a pocket of blue over there by the Georgia State marching band white pants green jerseys white helmets for Charlotte and for Georgia State white pants white jerseys blue numerals blue helmets for Georgia State. Charlotte won the coin toss. They deferred to the second half, so the Panthers will have the ball on offense to start things out here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, they wanted to see if their defense, which they are touting, is so much better than it has been in the past, but they're looking forward to seeing what happens there. And then Robert Lewis will be deep. He's at about the three-yard line right now. He's ready to return for the Panthers. We are elite on defense, Dave. That's a quote from their uh, their head coach, Bift Poji. And I'm sure uh, defensive coordinator Ryan Osborne is in complete agreement with that. We are an elite defense. All right, well, we're about to find out. Charlotte will kick it off, and we're underway here in Charlotte. Robert Lewis at the one-yard line, going to bring it out. He got uh, hit once inside the 15, bounced forward up to about the 16, maybe the 17-yard line. And that is where Darren Granger and Georgia State will start this first possession here tonight as we're underway in Charlotte. Panthers are going to be moving left to right across your radio dial here in the first quarter. Now Robert had a, a, his left foot slipped. He caught it near well, where he's facing the left pylon right there at the goal line. And just a little bit of a slip, and that uh, slowed him down just enough. So he didn't get back to the 20. It's first and 10 at the 17. All right, so out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. Bird goes in motion, the tight end. They're going to run it with Marcus Carroll behind right tackle, and he's going to get swallowed up there just shy of the 20-yard line. You talked about the physical size of that defensive line. I know Jalar Holly is not eligible. Emmanuel Balligan is 6'6", 292. Des Morgan, 6'3", 305. Miguel Jackson, 6'2", 296. And Julius Welshoff, a transfer from Michigan, is 268 at 6'6". Granger going to throw. Got a man. It's caught by Jakias Cradle. 
over in front of the Georgia State sideline on the far side of the field, about a yard shy of the first down marker. Yeah, he picked up just a quick little out route just to see how coverage is right now. He gets about five. They give it to him at the 26-yard line, so an extra yard he picks up. It's third and short. So third down and about a yard. Panthers in the first two games have been good on third down. They're going to hand it to Marcus Carroll. Carroll is going to pick up that first down. Just got it by the hair of his chin on a nice power run behind the right guard and right tackle. The first one in there was Prince Bima, the linebacker, on the stop there for the 49ers. Yeah, nice job of keeping his feet moving. He was hit behind the line of scrimmage, but ends up getting the first down anyways. Ranger now going to dump it across the middle. It's complete, but he's hit right away on the tackle there again. Prince Bima, the redshirt junior out of Gastonia. That's his 11th and 12th tackles of the season, these last two plays. They'll be generous with the spot. They'll move it back just a yard. Well, maybe a foot. They, they, they moved it back up again. So no gain there, second, and just a little bit more than 10. Empty backfield. Granger going to throw right away. Got Robert Lewis. Robert on the turf lost his footing. His feet kind of separated, and he goes down. And It's going to be good for about a three-yard gain. And it will bring up third down now and eight. They're actually going to give him two on that completion. Third down and eight coming up. Yeah, Robert had his shoulder pads facing Darren Granger. And when he catched the ball, he tried to make a move. Both feet end up slipping underneath him. He wouldn't have had much room, but uh, at least he would have had a bigger gain than that two yards that he got. Snap to Granger on third down. Fires, and it is incomplete. How about a pass interference flag on the far side? Cradle the intended receiver, Dante Balfour. The cornerback out of Stark, Florida, all over him and no flag thrown. Yeah. Balfour ends up with one hand, his right hand wrapped around the receiver, and then the left hand reaches across to deflect the pass away. As Dave mentioned, no flag, no penalty there. It'll force a punting situation for the Panthers. Cade Loggins back to punt for the Panthers. Cade Loggins will punt, and back deep is Jarius Mack. He's standing at the Charlotte 30-yard line. They get a good rush. Loggins, a high end-over-end kick, and it's going to be caught. No fair catch. Signal for Georgia State special teams quickly downfield to make the tackle. That was Justin Abraham, the redshirt junior that was down there first. And Mack, the wide receiver, not really able to pick up any yards after fielding that punt and not signaling for a fair catch. Media timeout here in Charlotte, our first here in the first quarter, as the 49ers will take over on their own 37-yard line. We'll tell you about it when we get back from Charlotte tonight. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. <laughs> And now more Georgia State football live from Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Tonight's game broadcast here from Charlotte, presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Update on our Sunbelt Conference college football scoreboard. They're just about to head into the fourth quarter up in Boone. Appalachian State leading East Carolina 36-28. Tulane in the third leads Southern Miss in Hattiesburg tonight 14-0. Texas A&M at College Station leading Louisiana Monroe 17-3. That's late in the second quarter. And again, we are scoreless here. Georgia State and Charlotte. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm watching the punter right now. His name is uh, uh, Brent Branson Long, but uh, Grant Ganoga is catching the uh, from the long snapper. They were at only at 14 yards, and this isn't the fastest guy. If you see something on film that you might end up exposing and taking advantage of, a shorter punting surface. We almost got one week one. We didn't try to block any punts last week, but maybe we go after one here today. Hopefully the defense gets a three and out, gets an opportunity to block one. But uh, one of the things that I noticed, just little things that take place. I'm sure the coaches have seen it on film, but right now we got to start that Charlotte offense. All right, Jalen Jones leading the Charlotte 49er offense onto the field. Shadrick Bird, the redshirt junior running back, a former Iowa Hawkeye out of Coy, Alabama, starts out in the backfield. As the 49ers again take over, first down from their own 37-yard line. And right now, Jones taking that first snap under center. Snap again from the 37. And it's going to be play action. Jones is going to roll out to the far side of the field. He's going to tuck it. He's going to run across the 35, across the 40, 45. He'll slide for about an 11-yard pickup there on a keeper. They're going to mark it back uh, two yards where his uh, he slid feet first, and it's usually where the ball is when your feet hit the ground. Right back on the ball. Second down at a yard. They're going to hand it off to Shadrick Bird. And Georgia State's Jontre Hunter first in there on the tackle along with Shamar McCollum to finish it off. And it will bring up third down. And about two yards, a yard and a half, two yards here for Charlotte. It's Tyson Dunlop. Tylen Dunlop. Yeah, we have another. We have an injured Panther down on the field, Bob Murphy and his staff including strength and conditioning coach Mike Sirignano out on the field right now to tend to the injured Panther. Not a good sign early in this ballgame for Georgia State to lose a front-line defender. 12.09 to go here in quarter number one. It's going to be third down and two when play resumes. When there are plays where the quarterback keeps the football, runs, and slides, the officials really do have to play close attention as to where exactly he goes down when the slide starts. Yeah, because when you're sliding, you're still moving forward, and at the end of the slide, the player is going to hand you the ball and go, hey, I'm right here. But no, that's not where your your uh, uh, your, your your hip or your butt, um, your backside hits the the ground, and where that occurs, you got to go back almost a full yard because that's where the ball is. Normally you carry it up right next to your shoulder. All right, keep an eye. Dunlap being held back over to the sideline. His backup listed as Ricardo Williams Jr. Third down and about two coming up here for the Charlotte 49ers. They put a man in motion. Jalen Jones again takes that snap under center. And they're going to go ahead and keep the football. They're going to try on a keeper to push it forward. I don't think they got the first down, Not even close, Harper. Dave. Yep, not even close. The, some of the linemen 
per, uh, uh, moved forward and got past the 47-yard line, but that's not where the ball carrier was. The Fourth quarterback sneak. And, yeah. Now they want to go for it, the Charlotte 49ers offense. There's a couple players that are signaling one Jack Hestera, wide receiver, a transfer from Colorado. It's fourth and about one. Less than three full feet, probably two, but the ball's at the 46-yard line. It looks Now they may try to draw the Panthers off sides. They tried to do that on the previous play with multiple motions with the tight ends, the wide receivers, and they're going to call timeout to think about it. So Biff Pogey, head Time coach out. of the Charlotte 49ers. Charlotte, it is their first of the half. So the red hat back on the field, meaning it's going to be a 30 that's turned into a full media timeout. And we'll go ahead and take it with it. We're scoreless here in Charlotte tonight from Jerry Richardson Stadium at UNC Charlotte. 11.15 to go here in the opening quarter. Georgia State and the Charlotte 49ers. We're back after this media timeout. 60-second break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here in Charlotte, 11.15 to go here in the opening quarter. An early timeout here called by Charlotte head coach Bitch, uh, Biff Pogey as uh, they are facing fourth down and less than a yard. Georgia State a good job defensively on that third down play. And we'll see what Charlotte decides to do here early in this football game. Well, there's an old NFL films, I've, I've mentioned it before, but a highlight where you've got the coach on the sideline back in the late 60s or early 70s, back when they were still smoking Marlboro Reds, right? And the coach is yelling, hey, watch the draw. Hey, watch the screen. Watch the play action. Heck, watch for everything, right? That's what you want to really do here defensively. Just be ready for anything because you got a feeling on that previous play they were trying to draw you off sides to get an easy first down, but since Georgia State was so disciplined, they end up running it right up the middle. Great job of the Panthers of stuffing it and, and forcing this fourth down situation. But I wouldn't be surprised if you do a play action right here. Keep an eye on those tight ends to make sure that they don't release and get down the field. Two tights here, and they're both on the left-hand side. And Jarius Mack, the wideout from Athens, Georgia, out of Clark Central over here on the near side. Jones will take the snap again under center on fourth and less than a yard with 11.15 to go here in quarter number one. Scoreless Georgia State and the Charlotte 49ers. Here we go. They're going to shift the double tight ends now to the right side of the line. Snap taken under center. And they're going to hand the football off. And Georgia State, a great read on it. Great job. Javon Dennis. Javon Dennis followed that play beautifully. It was a handoff to Jarius Mack, the wideout, and... 
actually was Kevin Swint that snuck in and made the tackle. Yeah, they had like a jet screen that they were going to have number 12 wide receiver Jarius Mack going from the left-hand side all the way across, receives the handoff and nowhere to go. Kevin Swint stops him. Great field position, a loss of about two yards on the play. Panthers will take over from their own, well, from Charlotte's 44-yard line with excellent field position. Yeah, great field position for Darren Granger in Georgia State right now. They've got it with 11-12 to go first down at the Charlotte 44-yard line. Chris Bird, the tight end, goes in motion here to the near side. Out of the shotgun, Granger, play action. Darren looking. He's going to throw off his back foot, and it is caught by Jakari Carter, although a flag thrown back near the 50-yard line. There's a couple of flags. That came from the middle of the field. That usually means holding, unless it could be a defense hand of the face. Notice a real big battle there with Travis Glover and one of the defenders. The umpire looking. Yeah, I think it might be against Charlotte. The umpire who is... Personal foul. Hands to the face. Defense, number 90. 15 yards from the end of the run. Automatic. First down. That's huge, Dave. Now we're already in field goal position after one play. Yep, that was Jabaro Edwards, the referee for tonight's game here in Charlotte. Panthers are going to stick three wide over here to the near side. Robert Lewis... Jakari Carter and Jakaias Cradle. Even Bird will line up in the slot. Panthers have the football now at the Charlotte 24-yard line. First down. And it's going to be a handoff. Marcus Carroll, he's going to run in behind the center and the right guard inside the 25 down to about the 22-yard line. Nice run there by Marcus. Six touchdowns, three against Rhode Island, three against UConn. Quickly back up on the ball. We really got away with that penalty. 20 yards net on that one. There's another handoff. Marcus Carroll still on his feet. Got hit once. Bounced off the green jersey. Stays on his feet. Gets down inside the 15 Carroll to the 14-yard line. Nice run there by Georgia State's Marcus Carroll. He'll put it just outside the 15. Not quite at the 16. We need about a yard and a half. They'll mark it at the 16. Never mind. They change it. So we need two, two yards at the 16. Jakari Carter in motion near side. Here's Granger rolling near side. Throws. It is caught and run out of bounds is Jakari Carter, the Merrimack College transfer. Put up great numbers at Merrimack. That's enough to move the sticks. That's a Georgia State first down. Yeah, Jakari goes in motion, and as the ball is snapped, he's about where the tight end is and going out towards the flat. He just takes a nice little angle route. An arrow just gets a couple of yards. It's all we needed, and it's a first down. Near hash ball at the 12. They're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He got hit from the side and gets dropped basically at the 10-yard line. Looked like uh, Demon Clowney, the defensive end, only a sophomore, was the one to make the play there. Second down for the Panthers. They give him two, almost three full yards there. Ball at the 10. Second down at eight. Here's quick snap. Again, they're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll, this time trying to run left in behind Travis Glover. And behind Jonathan Brown, got dropped there by Austin Fontaine, the defensive lineman. It brings up now. Third down for the Panthers. Good push, but not as good as what we've had the last couple of days. Again, these are some big guys. Maybe in the second, third, fourth quarter when they start getting tired, we'll move them. But right now, uh, they are they are battling back and, and really stymieing this big offensive line here from Georgia State. Big tackle there by Des Morgan, 6'3", 305. Snap coming up here on third down. 
Ball at the eight-yard line. Granger, empty backfield. He's going to take it, run up the middle, into the end zone. Touchdown, Darren Granger. That's a Georgia State touchdown. The Panthers take advantage of the great field position as a result of the Charlotte penalty. And Granger puts six up on the board. Boy, I'm telling you what, Dave, it looked like the C's parted. Darren did a great job of reading the defense. We spread out. They had a lot of their guys spread out. There was no middle linebacker or safety in the middle of the field. Darren takes advantage of that. He and the offensive lineman just uh, trot right in. He hands the ball to the official. Touchdown, Panthers. Point after attempt, Liam Rickman is up. It is good. Georgia State, eight-yard touchdown run. And that's a six-play drive, 44 yards for Georgia State. The Panthers strike first here in Charlotte yeah, tonight. Great touch of the turnover on downs. You do that when you play championship football, and the Panthers are on their way. All right, Georgia State strikes first here in Charlotte tonight. A 7-0 lead early over the host 49ers. Media timeout will take it with them. Back to Charlotte after this 60-second timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. What I... Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Georgia State football on the radio network tonight from Charlotte, brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford More at Ford.com. Again, Harper, a six-play drive, 44 yards. They took over at the Charlotte 44 after that penalty, which was a huge, huge boon to the Panthers. Time of the drive, 228. Little gains offensively on the running plays. Marcus was getting two or three. You know, I don't think uh, Tucker Gregg would have got more than two or three, too. But let's just see how they wind this down later on in the ball game. A good push by the offensive line and a guy that's hit at the two. Uh, two yards up the field. It might become four in the second quarter and six and break it all open. Marcus had a couple of big runs, as did Darren Granger last week. But uh, right now, they're smaller gains. But Darren did a great job there on that third down and eight from uh, from the eight-yard line and, and gets a touchdown to put the Panthers ahead 7-0. Good read there offensively. Another rushing touchdown for Darren Granger. And, of course, we've talked about it ad nauseum. He's as dangerous in the air as he is on the ground and vice versa. Yeah, well, he's been throwing completions, right? He's four for five right now. Uh, he was two for two on the first drive, but he was negative seven yards. He's now getting the ball down the field a little bit better. It's not very impressive, four for five for 12 yards. But, again, if you've got the lead, that does, I don't really worry about the stats as much as how well are you doing and how are you controlling the, controlling the football and so far this season, he's been flawless. Well, that was Darren's second rushing touchdown. There's a booming kick into the end zone. 
Lands on the R in Charlotte, out a window to the right. And the ball will come out to the 25. Really nice kick there uh, for Braden McAllister. McAllister himself, an interesting story, transferred to Georgia State from this Charlotte program. Yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> we'll, we'll take any and all that if you want to help this program and get better and improve and, and be a part of it, love to see it. Darrell Robinson now in at running back, number one. And uh, Trexler Ivy, sophomore, is in at quarterback for the Charlotte 49ers. He's a redshirt sophomore quarterback from Wake Forest. Comes out, quick pass into the flat. It is caught there by Jack Hestera. That's his ninth catch. 6-1 redshirt sophomore from Cedar Park, Texas. John Trey Hunter ran him out of bounds. It'll bring up second down. That was a gain of about a yard. It'll be second down at nine. 8.25 at a turning clock here in the first quarter. 7-0 Georgia State. Trexler now 6-for-6. Six six. He was 5-for-5 five for, five for 73 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions in prior games. Play action. They're going to dump it across the middle to the big tight end. Colin Weber out of Hopkins, Michigan. That's his fourth catch of the season. That's good for a Charlotte first down. Good for a Charlotte. Just a little uh, in route. Not a banana route, Dave. That's the other way. This one was a reverse or inverse banana route. Tight end lining up on the line of scrimmage in a slot and just looks to the inside as the coverage, the zone coverage spreads out. He finds an open gap. Here's the quick snap. Comes Trexler Ivy. They're going to try an out loud pass over on the far side of the field. Justin Abraham runs the receiver out of bounds. And it will bring up second down now for Charlotte as they move right to left across your radio dial. Exiting the ball game is Weber, the tight end. Good job by Shamar McCollum of forcing the runner to go back inside uh, where there are a lot more players. If he gets to the outside near the sideline, he's got a chance to gain some big yards. Second down and nine. They go with an empty backfield. Three wide near side. There's a pass over to Shedrick Bird. Bird makes the catch, and then there are two Panthers right there to make the stop, including John Trey Hunter. Also there for the Panthers. Ronald Cooper. Was Ronald Cooper, the cornerback, the junior out of Savannah. Came out of Jenkins High School. Third and four. Third down and four now coming up. 6.45 on a turning clock. Football right now at the Charlotte 47-yard line. Ivory, little pressure chased out of the pocket over here to the near side. He's going to have to quick uh, make a quick throw. It was there and caught by Dwayne Thomas, the wide receiver. Not a whole lot of yardage yeah, there. Just barely got to the line of scrimmage. Did Dwayne Thomas before he steps out of bounds. So that'll be a no gain. And guess what? Panther defense stops Charlotte again. Yep. He's going to force a punt. Brings up fourth and four. That was the third catch of the season there for Dwayne Thomas, the freshman out of Hollywood, Florida. And Ganya Grant is the putter. He's a senior out of Hudson, Ohio. Back deep for Georgia State is Jakari Carter. Panthers get some pressure, but it's a high spiraling kick. Wow, that's a nice kick right there. And Carter coming in. The ball's going to bounce over his head out uh, out of the back of the end zone. The ball will come out to the 25 for Georgia State. 6.29 to go here in quarter number one. The Panthers will take over at their own 25 with a 7-0 lead. They'll put on the 20, Dave. It'll be right in the middle of the field is where it looks like they're going to line it up. Nope, Panthers will take it on the left hash mark. So third time offensively. First time resulted in a punt for the Panthers. Second time was a touchdown. 
with great field possession. Remember, they started that second possession. First one was at the 17-yard line, second possession at the 44. This one will be from their own 20-yard line. As Dave mentioned, there's 6 minutes, 29 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. In the backfield for the Panthers, Marcus Carroll. Granger out of the shotgun. A correction, that was Chris Bird in the backfield. This is going to be a keeper here by Darren. has got a lot of room right up the middle. Plows across the 25, just shy of the 30, up to about the 26 of the 27-yard line. And they're going to call that second down at about four. So a gain of six, second and four coming up. And that ball at the 27. Now they'll give it off to Marcus Carroll. Try to run in between the tackles is going to be a tough gig tonight because of their sheer physical size along yeah. that defensive yeah, line. Absolutely. Uh, Prince Bima, the linebacker, ends up being one of the guys that you can see there were six or seven that were in the area. Jonathan Wallace, a big sophomore defensive lineman, also there to try to stuff up the middle. But as you mentioned, Dave, the running between the tackles is going to be a lot more difficult because of the size factor of this 49er defense. Third down and two now for Georgia State. Again, Carroll in the backfield. Granger looks over and gets the plate in from the sideline. Now Marcus will... Switch to Darren's left. Here's the snap out of the shotgun to Granger and whistles as the ball is hand. Well, it wasn't handed off. It was a keeper there by Darren. I don't know if we flinched. Ball starts. Offense. Number 84. Five yards. Third down. Well, that false start penalty assessed to the tight end, Chris Bird. That'll back Georgia State up five yards. Back to the 23. So third down coming up here for Georgia State. Now it looked like Darren was going to try to keep the ball and run over the left side. Ball's in the middle of the field right here at the 23-yard line. He doesn't quite have that same option. Talik Williams in motion. Granger's got time. Throws down the sideline. Caught Talik Williams. Out of bounds and a big first down for Georgia State. That ball hung up there just long enough for Talik to turn over his right shoulder. Make eye contact with the football and haul it in. Good for a 33-yard gain. Big play and a big first down. Wow. Talik Williams had to actually wait. Darren underthrew him just a little bit, but he made the great catch along the sideline. Ball to 43 in 49er territory. Pass out on the flat. Caught turning upfield and trying to pick up a few extra yards was Jakaius Cradle. The UCF transfer is now entrenched. He's one of the top three targets for Darren. Game in and game up. And the Panthers now facing second down and nine. That was good for just a yard. 4.20 now on a turning clock first quarter. Snap to Granger. Play action. He's going to roll over to the far side. Dumps it off. Got Cradle again. Uh, correction, Chris Bird, yep. the tight end. And he will barrel ahead and pick up another Georgia State first down. Very slow getting up. I think he spun and tried to avoid the hit and got hit right at the knees. He's going to probably have to come out. That'll bring Amon in 85, Amon Green, yep. right. Chris has been blocking so well, too. Just really struggling to put any weight at all on that right foot, right ankle. He's over on the sideline. Play will continue, though, but he did get the uh, he got the first down. Ball at the 33. Hand off Marcus Carroll. And running 
in behind the right side of the line. Again, there's 25 Prince Bima. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's uh, good for a yard, second down and nine coming up here for Georgia State. Uh, he's tied with uh, two other players with one sack, so he's all over the place. He can cover, and he can also uh, get to the quarterback. Robert Lewis goes in motion. Granger takes the snap. He's going to tuck it, run around the left side of the line. He'll get clobbered as he gets across the 30. And Charlotte says the ball's out. Georgia State and the referee, the officials are saying that Darren was down. The ball did pop out, but uh, both the head linesman and the side judge. It's a slow 49er getting up. Is that number uh, DeMond Clowney? Number three. Well, Georgia State has sent two to the sideline already in this ballgame. Dunlap and Bird, and now there's an injury timeout here for the 49ers. Sports medicine attendees out there to tend to the injured 49er. Trying to get a number. Yeah, the ball did pop out, but Darren was had been on the ground. That is Clowney, and he might have got... Hitting the no-nos, Dave. The ball will be at the 27. Five-yard pickup there by Darren. Third and four. Clowney originally out of Baltimore. A transfer from Ole Miss. So the Panthers will have the ball at the Charlotte 27-yard line. Again, we're now just inside of three minutes to go here in quarter number one. 7-0 Georgia State. Empty backfield right now. Lon Green, the tight end, is going to line up in between the right guard and tackle behind them about a yard and a half. It's a signature Georgia State position. Green goes in motion. Carroll and Lewis, and it's going to be a keeper there by Granger, just running it straight up the middle. And he, he still picks up, he picks up the yeah. first down. And he gets to about the 20 yard line. Good job of Darren again. You spread your your receivers and tight end out, and you have to cover these guys, right? And it opens up the middle of the field. You get five big linemen and only six defenders. It leaves a big open space. They've got it again right now. Here, here's the situation. Granger, quick out pass over on the far side, in and out of the hands of Jakari Carter. It's an incomplete pass. And that will bring up third down now for the Panthers. Correction, second down now for Georgia State after Granger picked up the first on that previous run. Yeah, I think Jakaius Cradle was assigned to be the blocker, and it looked like Darren was throwing it to the back of Jakaius, not to to, uh, Jakari Carter. So the snap coming up here on second down and 10. Talik Williams in motion near side. It'll be a hand, a run play up the middle. Marcus Carroll, big hole. Carroll across the 15 down to the 10-yard line before he's finally brought down. 11 yards on the scamper there by Marcus Carroll. He has six touchdowns in the first two games for Georgia State. Panthers quickly back up on the ball. And and he just took his time. It almost looked like he was waiting and hesitating before he ended up it, breaking it and, and making that first down. Panthers fake the handoff to Carroll. Quick pass out on the flat to Amon Green, but he swallowed up there. Charlotte read that play pretty quickly. Yeah, he, he didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. Just in motion going out to the flat. They gave him the ball nice and early, which allowed the defenders time to go get to him. Trips 
way out to the left far hand side. They're in a little triangle at the 12-yard line. Ball's on the left hash, so not a whole lot of room on the left, but wide open spaces on the right. It's going to be a snap and a quick keeper there to Granger. He'll run straight ahead and get stacked at about the 10-yard line. Well, here's where the outside linebackers have seen him do it twice, run right up the middle, and they it's at the snap of the ball. They went in towards the middle of the field, towards the center of it, and they were able to stuff that play for only a two-yard gain. Marcus Carroll again lines up in the backfield. Talik Williams wide out here to the near side, far side. Jakaius Cradle, third down snap coming up here for Granger. We're showing blitz. As he looks over to the sideline. Amon, Green. Yep, yep, in motion here to the near side. He'll swap positions there with Talik, and I uh, believe Sean Elliott's going to use a timeout. Timeout, Georgia State. It is their first of the half. It will be 30 seconds. 35 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. It's a big play right here. It's an opportunity to go up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, you got to get the first, but uh, if you do get a first, you're at the two, and you're liking your position there. If you don't get it, you, you have a chance for a field goal, but I agree with the timeout call. Now, normally what Sean Elliott will do is he'll call a defensive timeout to give the defense a chance to kind of assimilate what's going on if they've given up a big play or if another team is trying to speed up the tempo. But I like this one here. You needed it. We were getting really close on the play clock. It was down within five seconds. And you really don't want your quarterback to be rushed at this time. You want him to be able to see a lot of different things and 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 pick the appropriate person to throw the ball to or give it to. So good timeout. 35 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. As Davis mentioned, Panthers lead 7-0. Robert Lewis, Amon Green, Jakari Carter, wideouts here to the near side. Jakaius Cradle to the left. Marcus Carroll lines up in the backfield. Panthers facing third and nine. Ball at the 10-yard line. Leading 7-0 as we're late here in the first quarter. Here's the snap to Darren Granger. Granger one step back. Throws on a slant, and it is caught by close. Cradle. It's going to be awfully close. Well, they're not going to give him uh, forward progress. They're going to drop him at the three. They're saying he hit his hip down on the ground where the ball was at the three. And now that brings up fourth down. And the Panthers look like they're going for it. So fourth, fourth down, the ball is at the three-yard line. Avian McBride comes in to be the second tight end. And will the Panthers call timeout again? Yep. Or no, there's an injury timeout. Shaking up 49er there just inside the five-yard line. Is that uh, Dante Balfour? He was the one to make the tackle there. Well, again, the sports medicine folks for Charlotte there to tend to him. He's back up. It is Dante Balfour. He's a transfer from North Carolina. And he's lightly jogging his way back towards the sideline, so he appears to be okay. Shaking up there momentarily. Georgia State facing a fourth down play from the three-yard line. You run between the tackles, Dave. You kind of push there. You spread everybody out and try to do it again. Nope, we're going to go for a field goal. So the field goal unit is out on the field. Cade Loggins will hold. The long snapper is Seth Glosier and Liam Rickman. Liam Rickman back to a will attempt the field goal. So be about a, what, about a 21-yard field goal? Uh, I think it'll be 20. 
hard to the spot is right there. Loggins has his back to us. Well, they're going to wait for the quarter to end. That is the end of the first quarter. We'll have to wait for a couple of minutes before we get to find out, and he's going to make it going in the other direction. All right, first quarter in the books tonight here at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Georgia State as they switch sides and get ready for this Liam Rickman field goal attempt as we start the second quarter on the other side of this timeout. 7-0 Georgia State here in Charlotte. We're back in two minutes here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Join the club tonight and help ensure Healing and protecting your heart isn't a one-person job. It takes a team. At Northside Hospital Heart Institute, we've brought together 75 physicians with the expertise to treat any cardiovascular condition. Whether you need a checkup to get your blood pressure under control or face a serious heart surgery, we're here to give you the utmost confidence in your care. Now at over 50 locations across Georgia, Northside Hospital Heart Institute. Excellence at heart. Support for WRAS and Georgia State football is provided by Center Park Credit Union, a credit union that serves the community. With a new location on Georgia Avenue near Center Park Stadium, more at centerpark.org. That's centerparkwithac.org. Hi again, Panther fans. Dave Cohen here reminding you to download and listen in each week to the Panther Insider Podcast driven by Ford, where we talk to our Georgia State student-athletes, coaches, and contributors. Subscribe and get the latest news and features from Georgia State Athletics. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Do you want to break free of this cycle? There is no better time than now to get your finances in order. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization ready to help. To reach a certified counselor for tips on how to recover from debts or help in developing a budget, contact the NFCC at 1-800-388-2227 or visit debtadvice.org. That's 1-800-388-2227 or debtadvice.org. A public service message from the NFCC. Panther football is on WRIS. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Tonight's game here in Charlotte made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore, offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel, locations on the downtown Atlanta campus, as well as campuses in Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Also, the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved online at alumni.gsu.edu. Well, if we're going to look at the first half statistics, as it has just ended, 119 total yards for Georgia State compared to only 29 for Charlotte. They've done a pretty good job. Charlotte has Ivy is 4 for 5 for 22 yards. They had none previously. They've only rushed for 7. So Panther defense has done a great job of only giving up 29 yards in the quarter. Each team had one penalty. Charlotte had one for 15 yards. Georgia State had one for 5. Georgia State, hey, Dave, here's your, third, your, uh, your first down statistic is eight for georgia state and only one but here's the uh, field goal attempt here for the panthers it will be about 21 yards for liam rickman out our window to our left kate loggins the holder long snapper is seth glosier 
Long time waiting for that snap. We're going to try to see if we can't make any of them flinch. Just move. And we're going to call a five yard penalty against the Panthers. The Lamb game. Offense. Five yards. Fourth down. Now, in a way, this isn't a bad penalty because no. it gives you a better angle to kick from. It's a little bit further away, but, you know, when you're inside of 30 yards, it's just chip shot for the kickers. So near hash, this will be about 26 yards. Again, Loggins will await the snap from Glauser. Liam Rickman will attempt the field goal. Ball is down. The kick is up from Rickman. It is on its way, and it is good. Georgia State comes away with points on this drive. First play here in the second quarter, and the Panthers take a 10-0 lead. Yeah, nice little kick, good angle. Everything was nice and smooth. Again, we were trying to make uh, a flincher, get somebody to go off sides. If they do, now we could have first down from just inside the one-yard or outside the one-yard and inside the two. Instead, the Panthers take a 10-0 lead here very early in the first half. Good job offensively of keeping those those first downs coming. I want to figure out where's the stats here. I got this. Oh, you put it on the ground, Dave. I'm not going to go down there and look at it. I want to see how we were on uh, on third down. What's our? Because I know that's your big stat of the day. What's our third down efficiency right here? It's five out of seven, Dave. You got to be real happy with that's that. That's what we like to see. Five out of seven versus 0 for two for the 49ers. The drive leading to that field goal, 14 plays, 72 yards. Georgia State on the road tonight, leading Charlotte here very early in the second quarter, 10 to nothing. Kicking away for the Panthers, Braden McAllister. So the former 49er, Braden McAllister, now of Georgia State, will kick it away. And back deep for the 49ers. 21, Henry Rutledge. Also back there is Shadrick Bird. It's going to be a long kick, and it will sail over the helmet of Rutledge. It'll hit the H in Charlotte in the end zone. And a ball will come out now to the 25 for the Charlotte 49ers. They are moving left to right across your radio dial here in the second quarter. So both games that they were in previous to this one, especially the game at Maryland, when Mark Hogan came in to talk to us, hey, Mark, how's the team doing? He goes, well, we got ahead. We were up 14-0 against Maryland, and we were up 14-3 and had the ball and almost went up 21-3 with the drive stalled. But here, they haven't been down by 10 points this early in a ball game yet this season. They put a man in motion. Interesting, Trexler Ivy is back in. They're going to run Darrell Robinson off right tackle, and he will get hit shy of the 30-yard line. Actually, they're going to put it right at the 30. Brykees Brown, the Panther cornerback, there to make the tackle for Georgia State. It's going to bring up second down at five early here in the second quarter. Robinson stays in a running back, working near hash. Wide out to the far side, one here to the near side. Ivy going to throw. He's got a man overthrows or throws too far in front of Dwayne Thomas, the freshman on the far side of the field. It'll be incomplete, second down coming up. That's uh, Trexler's first incompletion of the season. Correction, third down now for the 49ers. Yeah, third down and five. Panthers will uh, rotate, bring in some new fresh bodies, including Henry Bryant, the third. Henry coming to the ballgame for the first time. Henry, a transfer from Louisville. Yeah. Big body. He's one of those guys. Now, I hope that he's able to get around the guard that he's lined up over, put some pressure. 
on the quarterback. Force the ball out early. Trips to the left side. Here's Ivy going to throw down the near sideline, and the ball is caught by 12. Jarius Mack, the redshirt sophomore from Clark Central High School in Athens. Big play down the near sideline. Charlotte the first down into Georgia State territory and one-on-one coverage there against Bryce Brown. Well, well-thrown ball. Lots of air underneath it. You give your wide receiver a chance on a go route to just try to get underneath it and put himself in between the defender and the ball. Here's Ivy. Snap. Going to throw to the far side, and it's going to be again. It's going to be picked off. Gavin Pringle. Interception. He waited on the ball. The intended receiver was Jarius Mack. He turned and looked to his right. Pringle kept his eyes on the football. He caught it. Panthers come up with a big turnover. Good job of uh, Pringle being able to see the ball in the air before Mack did. And Mack kind of gave up on it. And and didn't think that he was going to have a chance to get it. It might go over his head or out of bounds. Not so with Pringle. He's able to leap up into the air, get his feet down. Panthers will take over at the three-yard line with the first turnover of the ball game. Second interception of the year for Gavin Pringle. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Red Hat on the field, meaning a media timeout. Panthers take over on their own four-yard line, leading 10-0, coming off the Gavin Pringle interception. Back to Charlotte at Jerry Richardson Stadium after this 60-second timeout. From Charlotte tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here in Charlotte, Georgia State here, early second quarter, a 10-0 lead over the Charlotte 49ers. Georgia Power is the official energy sponsor of Georgia State Athletics. More about new ways to stay connected at georgiapower.com. Gavin Pringle, second interception for him this year, and a big one after the big play down the sideline uh, that was caught by Jarius Mack. As you said, he kind of turned the other way and kind of gave up on the throw from Trexler Ivy, Gavin Pringle did not, and as a result, Georgia State will take over on their own three-yard line. Yeah, they gained about 35 yards on that first completion, which was on our sideline, and then they tried to go deep on the other sideline the very next play. And remember a week ago when you interviewed John Trey Hunter, he said the difference between game one and game two defensively, we weren't trusting our eyes. He said something to that effect. That's where Gavin Pringle just came in. He trusted his eyes. He saw the ball. He knew he had to go up and get it. He went and got it and was able to get his feet in bounds and create the turnover instead of giving up another big play or even an incompletion. The Panthers come away with the ball deep in their own territory. Darren Granger will be in the end zone when he fields this snap. Here's the throw down the middle. It's caught 
On the run is Robert Lewis. 40, 35, 20, 10. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. 97 yards on the pass play from Darren Granger to Robert Lewis. I think they've shocked the entire stadium here in Charlotte. I'll tell you what. As soon as he let go of the ball, I'm thinking, if you don't stumble, you've got a chance, Robert. And he reached out, and when he catches it, he kind of stumbled a little bit. I'm sure the guys in the locker room will tease him a little bit, but when he catches that ball, how he tripped over the chalk line. But he kept his feet, and it was a sprint to the end zone. He ends up on the far sideline, crossing the goal line for a 97-yard. I'm sure we'll find out in a second whether or not that's a record. Rickman on the point after is up, and it is good. And Georgia State has quieted the crowd here on a Hall of Fame weekend at UNC Charlotte. They now lead by a 17 to nothing score. You know who that reminded me a lot of uh, Penny Hart against yeah. Georgia Southern. Just a deep route, a little bit further, obviously, for this play, but uh, just splitting the defense. There were there were there was a safety in the middle of the field, and there was another one that was covering right about where the numbers were. And at, between the top of the numbers and the hash mark, that's where Robert Lewis was. He catches that ball. Huge play for Georgia State. Robert Lewis's yeah, Robert's third touchdown reception of the season. Panthers a 17-0 lead here on the road over the Charlotte 49ers. Allison just confirmed it for us, Dave. Longest play in school history right there. Congratulations. The the long, well, no. So the history bookmaking tonight here in Charlotte for Georgia State. 97 yards, Granger to Robert Lewis who caught that ball in and around the 40-yard line, 45 of the 40-yard line. And the Panthers now have a 17-0 lead on the road here tonight in Charlotte. Braden McAllister set to kick it away, and it will be a sidewinder booming kick. It will land again on the H in Charlotte to our left. Ball will come out to the 25 with 13.43 to go here in the second quarter. Stunning, Dave. We've been on the wrong end of this uh, over many, many, many years here at Georgia State, but uh, the team is playing with a lot of confidence right now, and things are working. When it works, you build on your confidence, and you go, hey, just trust the system, trust what you're doing, trust your teammates. And now the other guy, in this case it's the Charlotte 49ers, they're going to have to trust their system to try to get themselves back in the ballgame. They'll take over at the 25-yard line, first and 10, so here's Ivy. They're going to run the football, and not a whole lot, if anything, going. Teron Kelman, a redshirt freshman transfer from Northern Illinois, originally out of Clinton, Maryland, gets his first carry of the ball game. Yeah, Pringles, the one to make the stop there in support. But as big as their offensive linemen are, they've got some big guys. They haven't been able to run up the middle very well. Only 11 yards for Charlotte on the ground thus far. They have... 65 total, 54 in the area, and 35 of those were on that one play that they ran in their last possession. Bryce Kennan comes in at tight end. Ivory, play action, going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. It's caught at the 50-yard line, and that is 86. Bryce Kennan just called his name. He just came in the ball game, and that's a Charlotte first down. We've got a Panther injured down back at the 20-yard line. 34 yards on the pickup, a deep corner route. Kevin, Kevin Swint is the injured Panther. Looks like a knee, too. You never like to see anything like that. That's the third Georgia State player who's had to come out of the ballgame. 
Taiji Leach, the safety, number 29, he's the one who made the stop there after that big play. Bryce Kennan, the tight end. Given up a couple of big plays down this near sideline. Yeah, well, plenty of time, time too. Out. They're going to take a TV timeout here. All right, yeah, media timeout with 12.49 to go. Second quarter here in Charlotte, Georgia State 17. Charlotte 49ers nothing. We'll take the timeout with them for this injury. Kevin Swint being tended to there by Bob Murphy and the Georgia State Sports Medicine staff. We'll have an update when we get back after this 60-second timeout from Charlotte. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Now more Georgia State football on 97.5 Glory FM. 12.49 to go second quarter here in Charlotte. Georgia State 17. Charlotte nothing. Not often we get to uh, give those drive stats. One play 97 yards and what eight seconds you saying you'd like to see a lot more of those from georgia state that would be nice okay. yes all right we'll see what we can do to make that happen we have to get another pick deep in territory and uh you know make some things happen off that you need to take a timeout. id anything I, we're good right now coming up all right sunbelt conference college football scoreboard appalachian state playing in boone tonight leads east carolina 43 28. Tulane is on the road. They've got a 21-3 lead in Hattiesburg over Southern Miss. Texas A&M leading Louisiana Monroe in the third, 30-3. And uh, again, we had a couple of finals earlier today. Wake Forest came back to beat Old Dominion 27-24. Wisconsin beats Georgia Southern 35-14. All right, coming out of the media timeout, Trexler Ivy out of the shotgun. They put a man in motion. They're going to run the football, and it's going to be a carry there by Teron Kelman, and he's not going to get a whole lot. He started out to the right, cut back to the center, and by that point, the wall was there of blue, and Jordan Vincial, last year the leading tackler for Georgia State, was there to make the stop. Yeah, he fought to get back to the line of scrimmage, and they'll give him a generous spot to give it to him back at the 42-yard line. Kelman having nothing along the right side, as Dave was mentioning. Kelman will line up to the right of his quarterback on this play. Jairus Mack wide out here to the near side. They stick two to the left. Ivy going to take the snap, going to roll out. He's a right-hander, going to try to throw on the run. He's got a man. It's caught on the reception that time, Jack Hystera. The redshirt sophomore from Cedar Park, Texas. That'll be shy of the first down marker. Another Panther down. Another Panther down it's, over uh, on the far sideline. Yeah, I think the one who made the tackle there. 
All right, that'll give us time here. Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Harper pointing to Ronald Cooper as the injured Panther over there on the sideline. He becomes the fourth Panther. No, I'm not saying they're all injured and done for the night, but the fourth Panther that's needed, the sports uh, the sports medicine staff assistance. Yeah. So far this half, Bob Murphy has really uh, broken into shoes. Normally we haven't seen a lot of him throughout the season. They put the tight end in motion. They're going to try to run it up the middle, and it's going to be a, ke- uh, a run there by Teron Kelman. He tried to cut left and didn't get a whole lot. Yeah, you see all the guys over on the This is Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Panthers football on WRAS Atlanta. By the Panthers, a small pickup, maybe a yard and a half. Ball's at about the 35-yard line. 11-20 and counting to go here in the second quarter. And timeout called by Georgia State. Georgia State. It is their second of the half. So Sean Elliott will burn his second timeout here in the first half, and that'll bring the red hat onto the field. Georgia State 17, Charlotte nothing here tonight. From Charlotte, North Carolina, we'll take the timeout with them back in 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Usopp Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here in Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. Glad you're with us here on the radio network. Tonight's broadcast brought to you in part by Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. So far, so good for Georgia State. Panthers out to the early 17-0 lead. We've got 11-16, Harper, to go here in quarter number two. Well, a good crowd here tonight, Dave. We've mentioned it before, having a wideout, so all the stands are full, almost every single one to the to the gills, especially over there on the far sideline along our right uh, from about the 10-yard line to the end zone with the band and a pretty good turnout here for Georgia State fans coming out to see their team. The Panthers so far have made it well worth the trip. 
Panthers are back in action on Thursday night. We're going to head back to Atlanta tonight, hopefully off to a 3-0 start. We're at Coastal Carolina. Can you believe Sunbelt Conference play opens up next Thursday in Conway? Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> three weeks has just flown by with you, Dave. How about that? It's been a long time for you and Rick. You know, it's a long three weeks, long 21 days. But um, the team has played so well. And here on this fourth down, that was a really wise timeout again. I appreciate what Sean Elliott's doing with his, with his clock management. I'd rather reset. And in this time, we're going to have double tights again, one on each side of the ball, and then a wide out just outside each one of the tight ends with one back. Shadrick Bird in the backfield. Ain't running the football. Ivy's going to make a throw. He's got a tight end, uh, and it's caught. The receiver there, Jack Hestera. And that'll be good enough for a Charlotte first down. Hestera seems to be the go-to guy so far in the first half. Yeah, he's done a good job there with no safety deep. You have to play against the run. He ends up running a deeper corner route and gets the first down. Ball's at the 18-yard line. That's his third catch here in the first half. They're going to stick wideouts to both sides. New running back is Darrell Robinson, the freshman from Seat Pleasant, Maryland. He lines up just to the right of Trexler Ivy. Interesting, they made the quarterback change like they did. They're going to hand it off to Robinson. He will run straight ahead, and he will get down to about the 15-yard line before he's dropped there by John Trey Hunter. And one of the first successful runs up the middle there for the 49ers. Look at four yards there on that. Not quite four. They get to the 15, so a little bit more than three yards on the pickup. Second seven. The extra tight end, Kennan, comes out. Dwayne Thomas, the receiver in the ball game. Snap coming up here on second down. Ivy across the middle, jumping up and making the catch. Was Hestera again. Make that Colin Weber, not Hestera's 18, not 19. Those numbers can be a little difficult to read as from an 8 to a 9. But nonetheless, they're knocking on the door right now here with 9.45 to go in the second quarter. Marked the ball down at the three. Just a quick little turn in. He's running down the field. He looks for a spot in the zone coverage, find an opening, and good job there by the quarterback, Trexler Ivy, to make the nice little pitch and catch. First down and goal from the three. Colin Weber on that last catch. Here's Ivy. They're going to hand the football off to Robinson. Robinson tries to cut in behind left guard, left tackle, and gets dropped there by Ty G. Leach and Jordan Venziel. So it'll bring up second and goal now. Ball placed right at the five-yard line. Went with a bunch of big bodies there on that one. Triple tights. Now they're going to go with a single tight. Now two tights, excuse me. Two wide receivers. And Darrell Robinson stays in the ball game. Actually lost a yard there. Hestera and Mack line up. They're going to hand it off to Robinson. Robinson can't get into the end zone. Great job, George has stated. Looked for a split second like he had a hole to the left and was going to sneak in, but Georgia State, a couple of white jerseys came flying in and dropped him at about the one-yard line. Another injury here for Georgia State. Is that George? No. That's a Brayquees Brown, it looks like. Yeah, Robinson looked like he ended up behind Lucas Gramlich, the left tackle. It's Gavin Pringle. But he's up and running back to the sideline on his own, so that's a good sign. Third and goal. Third and goal. Ball at the one-yard line now for Charlotte. Georgia State holding on to a 17-0 lead. 
Drexler Ivy out of the shotgun. Robinson lines up in the backfield just to his left. He'll get the handoff, and he will. Did he break the pain? Georgia State put up a really good wall. Didn't do it. Panthers say no, and they stuff him at the one-yard line. Yeah, second effort. Good job by the defense. He tried to leave his feet, and as soon as he got in the air, he got hit at the waist, and you have nowhere to go. He doesn't extend the ball over like Walter Payton used to do if it ever got close. So the ball's now at the one-yard line. All their big bodies in. They're going to keep Darrell Robinson in the ball game. Charlotte obviously going to go for it. They're down 17-0. Robinson stays in the game. Ivy under center. Yep, Ivy under center. Watch for a bush push. And they will play a fake the handoff, throw towards the end zone. It's caught, and then the 49er fell down. On the reception that time was 35. Joey Burns, the third. He made the catch, and as he turned around, he lost his footing. Yeah, and they'll look back at this, and they'll say, my goodness, I cannot believe how wide open Jake Clemens was in the end zone. Wide open. But he threw it to number 35, who isn't even listed on the depth chart. Just a big body. He was designed to basically be a fullback and, and kind of block, but uh, it fails there. The Panthers will take over at the four-yard line. Dave, if you want another big play, Panthers might give you an opportunity for it here. We already have a 97-yarder. Will you take a 96 if we try to go deep again? Sure will. Granger standing on the Owen Charlotte. End zone to my right. Ball on the three-yard line. Darren's going to hand the football off. They're going to try to give themselves a little bit more field to work with. Carroll with the carry. Tackle by Demon Clowney. Clowney on the tackle there. 7.20 to go on a turning clock. Panthers stick a couple of wideouts over here to the near side, including Rico Arnold, the transfer from UMass. Also Amon Green. Two wideouts to the far side as well. Granger now on second down. He's going to look to keep the football. He's going to get swallowed up there. He can't even he maybe got to the four-yard line. Maybe. Clowney again on the tackle there for Charlotte. Charlotte takes out their big bodies and go with a lot of taller, leaner guys. Defensive lineman comes out. Linebackers come back in. Obviously a throw down. 6.35 here on the clock as it ticks down. Panthers need 10. Deep in their territory. They're at the three. Snap coming up on third down and 10. Granger will get rid of it. Caught by Amon Green. Avoided one oncoming Green jersey. Gets run out of bounds shy of the 15-yard line. It's just past the 11. With the spot, he'll still be short. So the punt team will come on for the Panthers. They're going to be short. Yeah, full yard short. You're not even going to try it here. So the ball's at the 12. They gave good position there to Amon there on that nice little catch along the near sideline. Boy, he had a a blocker in front of him. He had one guy, Dante Balfour, who's already been hurt here once tonight. Dante makes a nice play. J. Iris Mack is back waiting the punt from Cade Loggins. Cade averaging a little over 47 yards per punt after the Rhode Island and UConn wins. We'll take a delay of game penalty here. The ball moved back to seven. Offense. Five-yard penalty, fourth down. 
Yep, so it'll move it back to the seven-yard line. There's a lot of communication between the guards, the tackles, the ends. They're in tight coverage, meaning that the wide receivers or the, the gunners are in the line of scrimmage. Loggins gets a high spiraling kick. Mack shading back to the 45-yard line. Doesn't have a lot of room to work. Up the far sideline, gets across the 50, run out of bounds. Somewhere right around the 45-yard line of Georgia State territory. They'll mark it at the 49, Dave. Well, that's even better news. Media timeout here in Charlotte. We're down to 5.20 to go here in the second quarter. Georgia State winning on the road, 17-0 over the Charlotte 49ers. We'll take the media timeout as well. Back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Your radio station for Georgia State Football, 97.5, Glory FM, WGTJ. Now more Georgia State Football. Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. Back with you tonight from Charlotte. We've got Georgia State in the Charlotte 49ers. First road contest of the year for the Panthers. And right now, Georgia State, some big plays offensively as well as on the defensive side. And a 17-0 lead on the road tonight here over the 49ers so far. Well, you mentioned the defensive side, Dave. And the four possessions that the 49ers have had, they've resulted in, in order, turnover on downs, a punt, a interception, and another turnover and down. So the defense has done a really good job thus far. Here we are with uh, five minutes and 20 seconds left to go in the first half and shutting out Charlotte and really frustrating their offense. Charlotte again with a win over South Carolina State in their season opener, 24-3 here, and then lost at Maryland last Saturday, 38-20. And a great crowd on hand tonight for Georgia State and the 49ers. Hall of Fame weekend here for the 49ers. Georgia State off to a great start here in the uh, first half. Charlotte will take over at the 49-yard line just into Georgia State territory. Two tights and Darrell Robinson in the ballgame. Yep, here's the snap, Trexler-Ivy. Play action. He's going to look down the middle. He's going to be stepping up in the pocket. He will throw. Got a man wide open. Hestera at the 20. Down across the 15. He was wide open over here to the near side at the 20-yard line. That's his fifth reception of the ball game. 37 yards on the completion right there for Hestera. Well, when you give a quarterback as much time as he just did, Ivy, and he rolls out to his right just a little bit, Ball was in the middle of the field, and he ends up at the right hash mark, and he finds Estera on a deep, deep, deep drag route for a big first down. 
Randy Fields now the wide out over on the far side of the field. Transfer from West Virginia at UT Martin. Estero over here on the near side. They're going to hand it off to Rell Robinson. Spin move gets down to the 10-yard line, maybe the 9. Darrell Robinson with the carry for the Ran it basically Hunter. right up the middle. We're at 425 to go on a moving clock here in the second quarter. John Trey Hunter with a nice tackle there. Ivy again quickly back up on the ball. Quick snap. They're going to hand it off to Robinson. Robinson cuts left back in towards the center and gets inside the 10 down to about the 8, maybe the 7. Taiji Leach with a nice tackle there. It looked like Robinson should have been able to take it to the outside and nobody was out there except for a receiver and a defensive end. But he breaks it back to the inside and as I mentioned, Taiji Leach makes the play. Ball's at the 6. Yep, third down and 5. There's the snap and a pre-snap whistle. Did we call timeout? Ball start. Oh, no, Offense. I'll take it. Yep. Number 75. Five yards. Still third down. Penalty assessed to the starting left tackle, Lucas Gramlich, a transfer from UCLA. Again, this Charlotte roster, if you missed our Panther pregame show, loaded with Division I transfers. We were talking again to Mark Hogan, the former Panther, who's now on the staff here. I heard 62. He didn't know exactly or didn't really want to say. Well, he kind of stopped counting, too. He goes, yeah. hey, we don't know half of our roster because uh, most of them weren't here last year. Mack and Hystera, the wideouts to the far side. Here's Ivy. Got a lot of time rolling over here to the near side. And he will try to throw on the run, and he will throw it intentionally out of bounds. And that's going to bring up fourth down. Well, if he rolls out to his left, there's nobody there but him, Hystera, and I believe that was uh, Bryce Brown. So he would have had a lot more to him, but he's a right-hander, and he prefers to roll out to his right. Good job again by the Panther defense. After giving up a big play, they stymie the 49er offense, and it looks like it'll be a 30-yard field goal attempt here. For Kyle Cunanan, the freshman out of Phoenix, Arizona, kicking from the near hash. Trying to get Charlotte on the board, 3.15 to go. Snap, ball is down. Kunanin's kick is up. It is on the way, and it is good. And Kyle Kunanin gets the Charlotte 49ers on the scoreboard. 30-yard field goal, and it's now 17-3. We're down to 3-11 to go. What a great time for Georgia State to answer with a long, sustained drive and some points. Well, not too long. We don't have a whole lot of time, but uh, a long drive in Georgia State history, yeah, about three minutes. That's usually what they end up with. We'll see if uh, Robert Lewis decides to return the kick. He's been pretty aggressive this year. I think he's he's only not returned one single kick attempt. I love the confidence. You know, we started the game at the 17-yard line after there was a slip, but we'll hope that uh, Robert makes a wise decision. Worst-case scenario, if he calls a fair catch, we'll take it at the 25. But Panthers to get the ball back here in what we're hoping would be the last possession of the first half. Panthers ahead 17-3. to It was a shutout until just a few seconds ago when Charlotte makes that field goal to get their first points of the ball game. By the way, a five-play drive, 37 yards, two minutes, nine seconds, time of that drive. Again, Robert Lewis back deep, standing right at the four-yard line. 
as Charlotte is set to kick it away. Cunanan's high end over end kick will come to Robert at the two. He's going to bring it out across the five, across the ten. Oh, he got drilled as he came across the 15-yard line. Looked yeah, like did. almost almost like a horse collar type tackle that took his feet out from underneath him. That's one of the special teams guys that just didn't get blocked, and you, when you don't block anybody, that's number 21, Brian Noel, a defensive back. He's 5'10", 188, out of St. Francis University, so another transfer that comes in here. Panthers will take over at the 17-yard line, so two returns, each one netting to the 17-yard line. So the Panthers will take over at the 17. Three minutes, five seconds to go here before halftime. Granger working from the far hash. Talik Williams goes in motion. Quick toss to Talik. He's running here near side. A lot of east-west, and really nothing comes of it. Good idea, but unless you've got a lot of open room on the far side, by the time... The defense recognizes what's happened. They just converge and push everybody to the right. Yeah, there were three defenders. Two of them were blocked, but uh, when you don't block a guy, that usually is the one that makes the play, and that happened there. No gain. Second down and 10. Now they're going to hand the football off. Good job by Marcus. And Marcus Carroll running off right tackles, able to give Georgia State a little bit more room, about four, maybe five yards on the pickup there on that carry. It'll bring up third down and about five now for Georgia State. And we've got a timeout. Timeout. Charlotte. It is their second. It will be 30 seconds. Biff Poggi, head coach of Charlotte, calling the timeout there. Wise call. You gotta, love, you gotta love Georgia State's third down conversion numbers. Yeah, they're five for eight. You love them. Anything above 50%, right? You're yeah. okay with anything above 50. So far, the Panthers are at five for eight, as you mentioned. One of six for Charlotte. Take a look at uh, some of the stats. 230 total yards for the Panthers. 180 for Charlotte. Time of possession, almost even. 13 minutes, 48 seconds for Georgia State. 13 minutes and one second for Charlotte. Marcus Carroll, Jakias Cradle, Talik Williams, wideouts here to the near side. They're going to go, obviously, on third down with an empty backfield. As Harper said, five of eight on third down conversions. Down to 2.26 to go here in the second quarter. Snap to Darren. Granger got a lot of time. Now he's going to roll to the far sideline. Got a man caught. First down. Robert Lewis. Robert Lewis set himself up right at the marker. There's There's a flag down, though. Is that a hold? Back at the 25-yard line. Well, Robert did a great job of going up to get that ball and taking it away. That's mine or it's nobody's. He gets the first down, and they look like they want to move the sticks, but uh, the officials are going to talk about this. 96, who is uh, Julius Wellsdorf. Offense, number 52. 10-yard penalty remains. All right, well, that's a little bit of a drive killer right there, wouldn't you say? It can be, yep. Ten-yard penalty against our breast tackle, Travis Glover. Backs backs us all the way up to the 12-yard line. Panthers had converted on third down, and now it's third and 15 from the 12 with 219 remaining in the quarter. Granger again out of the shotgun, down to our right. Steps up, 
fires far side. Got a man, Robert Lewis, again, and that's good for a first down, I believe. Where's the spot? They're not going to give it to him, Dave. I thought he caught it past the first down, but he fell. F yeah, you got two. They're not going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to him. Time out. Charlotte. They're shy. It is their final one of the half. It will be 30 seconds. Had to get to the 28-yard line. I thought he caught it at the 28, and then when he was falling, coming back to the – if forward progress means anything here, if they're going to review this while the timeout is being taken, I'm hoping they get enough for that first down, but it doesn't look like it. will be about two feet short. If that's the case, it would bring up fourth down with 2.06 to go. got all of the offensive linemen on the far sideline looking like we're going to, no, they're going to come off now. Yeah, yep, I we're going to bring the punt team out. Punt team is out. Yeah, they marked the ball at the 26, or even a worse spot than I thought. Well, we had the first down, the Panthers did, because of the penalty, brought it back to the 12, and we got close. But it'll result in another Georgia State punt. Loggins will punt it to J. Iris Mack, who's standing back at the Charlotte 31-yard line. Nice, booming, spiraling kick. Mack is going to field it at the 32, running to the near sideline. And he's got some room, 40, 45, 50, gets run out of bounds just inside the 45-yard line in front of the UNC Charlotte sideline. Big return there by Jairus Mack, and they got plenty of time to work. They got a lot of time. They've only got one more timeout left, but they do have a minute and 54 seconds and the momentum now. They're at the 42-yard line in Georgia State territory. Good punt return. There were a couple of guys I thought, hey, if you make contact with our guy, that's going to be a block in the back. You're going to bring it. Uh, you know, we're going to turn it back to about the 40-35 yard line. But instead, Panther, or excuse me, the 49ers take over in very good field position. Shadrick Bird in the backfield. Ball at the 42-yard line. Here's the snap to Trexler-Ivy. He will throw up top, and it's incomplete. Good coverage there by Bright Keese Brown. No penalty flags thrown. It'll bring up second down and 10. Yeah, it looked like the two of them kind of tangled there about 20, 15 yards down the field. Hysteric couldn't get his hands up, but Bryquise was running with him step for step. Second and 10 from the 42. Hysteric and Mack, the two top targets. Ivy again out of the shotgun. Here's the snap on second down. Pressure, he'll throw. Got a man wide open underneath and wrestled out of bounds. Dwayne Thomas on the stop there for Georgia State. Jeremiah Johnson, the safety, and it's good for an eight-yard gain. It'll bring up third down third down at about three now with 142 remaining here in the second quarter well, they cleared out with two receivers to the right and they ran across to the far left side of the field and running in the other direction a crossing route was Dwayne Thomas he was wide open good tackle there by the Panthers to stop him from getting any more than eight yards play action they fake the handoff and it's going to be thrown in the turf there Trexler Ivy Running backwards had no opportunity to identify an open receiver and just had to get rid of the ball. It brings up now fourth down and three. Looks like they were going to try to run a tight end screen to Colin Weber, the big sophomore. But it was sniffed out there by Georgia State, especially with McCollum. Shamar McCollum did a great job of just knowing who he had and trusting the coverage there. 
Fields and Thomas, the wideouts here to the near side. Hestera lines up to the left. Another fourth down. Yep, they're going to go for it on fourth down and three. Here's Ivy. Steps back, got pressure, going to dump it off, and it's caught for the first down. Dwayne Thomas made the catch. Nice throw there by Trexler Ivy to pick up the first down. They can afford on a, first, a fourth down and three yards to go. Well, the last time on fourth down, he ran out to his right, this time a little bit to his left, and a little drag route there by Dwayne Thomas. He picks him up for the first down at the 28-yard line. Snap to Ivy. Ivy's been good at avoiding pressure. Here's a throw towards the end zone. Flag thrown incomplete. Hestera was the intended receiver. Coverage there, Gavin Pringle and Jeremiah Johnson. They're going to get that on number three, Pringle, reaching across the body to slow down Hestera. Pretty easy call. Passing affairs. Defense, number three. 15-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. Well, right now, Hestera will come out of the ball game over to the sideline. They're going to stick three wideouts here to the near side. Ball's now at the 13-yard line, first down there for the 49ers. Also on the field now is a wideout, Jack Reynolds, a redshirt sophomore from Moxville. Three wide, near side, here's Ivy. Snap, he'll roll over here to the near side, make a throw on the run at the 10. Caught and diving out of bounds is Reynolds. Just inside or right at the five-yard line. Pick up of eight there. Just running to your right-hand side. Trexler Ivy, the quarterback, sprints out to his right, and two wide receivers were running parallel with him. So he had he had an option to go deep, or he would take the short guy. In this case, he ends up with Reynolds, who gets pushed out of bounds at the five-yard line. Second down. Shadrick Bird in at running back. Here's Ivy working near hash. Going to throw. Got a man wide open, and it's incomplete. They had a touchdown. It was in and out of the hands of Dwayne Thomas, Jr. Wow, no kidding. Third down and a yard coming up now with 105 to go here in the second quarter. Just running out into the flat. There yep. was nobody there. He, there was a pick on the inside, so the outside linebacker all by himself. He was in the end zone. He reaches up with his right hand, tries to one-hand it over him, running to his left. Not an easy catch, but not a catch at all when you don't hold on to it. Now it's third down from the five. Third down and a yard. Ball at the five. Here's the snap. Ivy. And he's going to take it, throw on the run. It's going to be to Hysteria for the touchdown over on the far side of the end zone. They fake the handoff to Shadrick Bird. And then Trexler Ivy on the what looked like it might be a keeper initially throws towards Hysteria. And it's now 17 to 9. Well, they ran pretty much the same type of a route where Hysteria just ends up running towards the pylon, only in between the goal line and the back pylon. That's the angle that he's taking from the five-yard line, and he ends up getting the nice little reception. A little bit behind it, but he makes the play and gets the touchdown with the PAT to come. Kyle Kunanen for the point after. It's up, and it is good. We've got a... One touchdown advantage here for Georgia State after jumping out early, 17-0. Charlotte has come back with a 30-yard field goal and a Trexler-Ivy five-yard touchdown pass to Jack Hystera. We got a 17-10 ball game. Well, that penalty there that turns the ball back over from Georgia State on that last possession and forces a punt obviously uh, changes the momentum. You can see over here on the near sideline how the Charlotte players are 
they're alive and they're going, let's go. We've got to, you know, well, we're back in this ball game. They had been as flat as you could get, but now we've got ourselves a ball game. Georgia State needs to respond. Seven plays, 42 yards, 54 seconds time of the drive. Boy, we'd love to get a big return there by Robert Lewis. Kind of shut this crowd oh, and this football team down. For the 49ers, back to return for the Panthers, number one, Robert Lewis. Yep, Robert standing at the five-yard line. And Kyle Kunanen, number 98, set to kick it away from the Charlotte 35-yard line. Well, with only a minute to go, you can try to just run the clock out. Charlotte has one timeout. Another short kick, but very, very high. Yep, end over end. Robert Lewis will field it. Yep. Well done, Robert. That's a good job. That kick was so high, it allowed the, the coverage team to be able to really get advancement down the field. And by the time he caught it at about the 8 or 9-yard line, there were guys at the 30. They would have definitely met him inside the 20. I'll take it at the 25. Ball comes out to the 25-yard line for Georgia State. Here comes Darren Granger. And Marcus Carroll, they're going to stick three wide to the far side. Jakaias Cradle, Jakari Carter, and Amon Green, the tight end. Working near hash, Robert Lewis, the wide out here to the near side. First down from the Georgia State 25. Carroll now goes in motion. Here's the snap to Granger. Quick out pass. Robert Lewis has got it. Gets hit. Still on his feet up across the 30, close to the 35-yard line. That's either a 9 or a 10-yard gain. That's a Georgia State. Well, it's awfully close to a first down. They are going to move the sticks now. That's a first down. Mike Kelly, the D lineman, finally able to bring Robert down. Boy, he's so quick, and he was able to get around two defenders to be able to get those extra yards and the first down. Snap to Granger. Darren now rolling out, being chased, throws on the run. Got a man, and it is in and out of the hands of Amon Green. Amon was almost going to go out of bounds, and he slides, goes down to his knees, and when he does, that changes the angle, and your head's moving so much. It hit him either on the shoulders or right in the face mask. Please reset the game clock to 32 seconds. 32 seconds. Well, we'll get four seconds back. It was at 28, so that's an advantage here for Georgia State. Second down to 10 now from the 35. A little bit of extra time for Darren Granger. Two wide to each side for the Panthers. Second down at 10, 35-yard line. Darren steps up, unleashes, caught Jakari Carter, and he got drilled as he stepped out of bounds. Thought that might have been a penalty flag there on the 49er that hit him out of bounds, but it's good enough for a Georgia State first down with now 27 seconds to go. Two exactly 10 yards completions for the Panthers. Jakari right there on the sideline gets it, and more importantly, he stops the clock by going out of bounds. Ball now at the 45, Granger out of the shotgun, two steps back, he will throw, get it off, and it's caught by Amon Green just across midfield into Charlotte territory. They're going to put it at the 49-yard line. Is that Clowney again? Good job getting out of bounds, though. Clock now at 22 seconds. Stop the clock. Yep. Yeah, that is Clowney, number three. Damon Clowney, defensive end. That's the third time he's been down and needed some help. Looks like he's got a stinger. So it's an official's timeout for an injury here for Charlotte. 
with 22 seconds to go. 17 to 10, Georgia State leading Charlotte here tonight at Jerry Richardson Stadium. Well, 22 seconds and a timeout. So we have a chance to run. If you're just going to go out of bounds with, you know, take little 5, 10, 10 yard completions if the defense allows for that. But it also gives you the ability to go down the middle of the field, have a nice pickup there if we're able to do so, and then be able to call timeout, run a play, or maybe two before you go Second for a field goal attempt. But right now they're out of field goal range, obviously, at the 49-yard line. That'd be a 65-yard kick. Second down at four now for the Panthers. Ball placed at the Charlotte 49-yard line. Granger near hash. Two steps back. Again, fires got a man, Talik Williams. He'll get run out of bounds at about the 42. So a pickup of seven and another Georgia State first down. You said the 42, Dave. They're going to put it the 44. He got the first down, but he did not. Forward progress was much further down the field than that. We just lost two yards. So first down, you're right. They put it at the 44, down to 18 seconds. Snap to Granger again. Blitz. Darren looks, throws across the middle. He got hit as the ball was released. With 14 seconds remaining. Granger's pass is incomplete. Yeah, that's the first pressure that 49ers have gotten on Darren. They've run him out of the pocket, but they haven't hit him yet. That's the first time he gets hit. And they dropped coverage. They did really interesting. Julius Welkoff, the big defensive lineman, drops back like a linebacker about 10 yards. Two that ball almost picked off by him. Three wide near side. Snap coming up on second down. Here from the 44. Snap to Darren. Granger one step back. Looking. Got a man sneaking across the middle on a slant route. Caught there by Jakaius Cradle at the 28-yard line. We'll call timeout. They better hurry up. It's down to three seconds, down to two seconds. And the Panthers will signal a timeout from the sideline. Jakaius Cradle, far sideline, cuts back to the center of the field. And Granger hits him beautifully with a pass thrown across the middle. Excellent dig route by the outside most receiver. He runs where the numbers are and then breaks it over the middle of the field. The ball was a little low, so he goes down, gets his hands underneath it, and takes it at the 28-yard line right there in the middle of the field. So it's a perfect spot for a field goal attempt. We'll know in just a couple seconds when this is over how that turns out. But a great job there offensively to move the ball down the field. We needed about 50 or 60 yards. It's about what we got. And now we have a chance to uh, get our 20th point here. We have 17 right now. Georgia State ahead, 17-10, with two seconds left to go here in the first half. So this will be, what, about 46 yards for Liam Rickman. Cade Loggins, the holder, long snapper, is Seth Glauser. Rickman from 46 yards out here with two seconds to go. And I believe they're going to try to ice him. Charlotte has signaled for a timeout. Yep. Dave, I have to admit, their, their head coach wearing the t shirt with the sleeves Replay cut off and a pair of gym shorts time and on the no game socks. Uh, doesn't necessarily fit the dress code that you're used to with a, with a college head, co- head coach. No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, you got to look, you got to do a quick double take to make sure that that's actually him on the sideline with the headset on. Yeah. So there is an official's timeout here in Charlotte. It's currently showing two seconds remaining, but they want to take another look to make sure it is the right amount of time remaining in the ballgame. Is it three? Is it four? 
Is it five? We'll, we'll find out. Well, the clock operator has already had uh, a correction that needed to be made by the official. There was a four-second deprivation there that had to be added back on by the official, the head umpire, referee, who, by the way, our referee here tonight is Javaro Edwards. First game that we've had him. Nonetheless, it'll be a 46-yard attempt by Georgia State's Liam Rickman. Five penalties for 39 yards for Georgia State, two for 20 yards. There was that 15-yarder and then the five-yarder for Charlotte. Rickman, a redshirt freshman from Guyton, Georgia, came out of South Effingham High School. And takes over for Michael Hayes, who's now kicking up at uh, Morganton, West Virginia. Yeah. Well, good chance for Rickman to have everybody in the locker room just love you, <laughs> pat you on the on the back, and scruff up your hair a little bit by making a big, big field goal here when you really need one. This is much longer than a 30-second timeout. I guess, yeah, they are doing some video review. Our referee... Carl Edwards, not only looking at the time of possession, which is going to be important, or excuse me, the time on the clock, but exactly where was that previous catch. If it moves it up a yard, that's terrific. It'll make it even a little mentally more easy for him to be able to kick it as a 45-yarder than a 46. Sure, and again, very fortunate that ball is right in the center of the field right now. Big bodies moving around there for Charlotte. Number 94 is Jonathan Wallace. He is 6'3". And David says he's 394 pounds. Wow. So is that is that a biscuit or two biscuits shy of four bills? I'd like to see you block him. I really would. I'd like to see After you just review, for one play. Here we go. The clock status is correct. Okay. There are two seconds left. Two seconds as opposed to three. So the kicking unit makes its way back in the field. And again, this will be a 46-yard field goal attempt. Straightaway center here for Liam Rickman. Cade Loggins is the holder. Two seconds remaining here in the first half. There's the snap. Ball is down. Kick is up. Plenty of distance on the way. It is up, and it is good. 46-yard field goal for Liam Rickman. And Georgia State will run off the field to the locker room with a 20 to 10 lead here in Charlotte. Boy, nice and smooth, just like if you're hitting a golf shot and you don't want to swing too hard or just let the club do the work. And in this case, Liam let his leg do the work and Pat's on the back and they're scruffing up his helmet right now. Great job by the young man. That's his, that's his longest personal field goal and it puts the Panthers up by 10. Now, the one thing about this game is Carolina, or excuse me, Charlotte ends up getting that they won the coin toss and they deferred, so they will get the ball back first in the second half. So that was a 46-yard field goal, capping an eight-play drive, 47 yards. You know, great job when you look back at the drive, at the ability of whoever caught the ball, whether it was Carter or Amon Green, get out of bounds real quick. They did a really good job, Georgia State did, working the sidelines and really dictating the play clock. Yeah, and even though we didn't get great spots on some of the 
uh, the, the, where the where the out of bounds was, where where he stepped out. But you're right, Carter, and then that big uh, cradle with the huge catch there to get you in field goal range. And two seconds later, you end up with a field goal to put you up by ten. Good job by the Panthers. All right, twenty to ten, our score here at halftime tonight from Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Stay with us, our Panther Halftime Show, coming up next after this two-minute timeout here from Charlotte. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Healing and protecting your heart isn't a one-person job. It takes a team. At Northside Hospital Heart Institute, we've brought together 75 physicians with the expertise to treat any cardiovascular condition. Whether you need a checkup to get your blood pressure under control or face a serious heart surgery. We're here to give you the utmost confidence in your care. Now at over 50 locations across Georgia, Northside Hospital Heart Institute, excellence at heart. Support for WRAS and Georgia. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. This is 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Coming up next, it's the Panther Halftime Show live from Charlotte as we bring you the latest and all the halftime stats, first half highlights, and more with Dave Cohen and a special guest also at halftime, part of the Georgia State Radio Network here on your radio station for Georgia State Football 97.5 Glory FM. Now back to Charlotte and Dave Cohen. This is the Panthers Halftime Report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, Jeff, we're back here in Charlotte tonight. So far, so good for the Panthers. They've come up with some big plays on both sides of the football, whether it was a 97-yard pass play from Granger to Robert Lewis or a Gavin Pringle interception. Georgia State in the locker room here at UNC Charlotte with a 10-point lead here over the 49ers, 20-10. to Time now to take a look at our stats here in the first half. Well, Charlotte is the home team, but they're still the bad guys. They've got 10 points. They had 22 yards on 14 rushing attempts. They had 186 yards in the air. They were 15 for 22. They did have an interception, no touchdowns. Total plays, they had 36 total for 208 yards. Three punt returns, one of them being for 26 yards. That really did set them up for that field goal. Good job there by the 49ers on that. Uh, they punted once for 53 yards. Their time of possession was 13 minutes and 55 seconds. They were two of eight on third down conversions and two of four on fourth down. They were in the red zone three times, and they scored twice. Darrell Robinson. 
Leading rusher, he had seven rushes for 15 yards. Jalen Jones had two for 10. Teron Kelman had three. He ended up with zero yards. In the passing department, Trexler Ivey, who came in uh, middle of the first quarter, he was 15 for 22, one interception, 186 yards. His, long, his longest reception was a 37-yarder. And that went to Jack Hystera, who had five receptions for 66 yards. Colin Weber had two for 27 yards. Dwayne Thomas had two. And Shadrick Byrne had two as well. Uh, Jarris Mack had three punt returns for a total of 34 yards. Again, that 26-yarder was the long for him. Dante Balfour had six total tackles. Prince Bima had six as well. And those were the two leaders there for the Charlotte 49ers. Now for the good guys. Georgia State with 20 points had 13 first downs. On rushing attempts, they were 17 total for 62 yards. They had 234 passing yards. Looks like uh, Darren Granger was 19 for 23. Boy, his percentage, his completion percentage has gone up so much from where it was last year. He's really comfortable back there. 40 total plays, 296 yards for the Panthers. They had one interception. And that was for one yard. Uh, I guess Pringle ends up getting uh, credit for one yard there. We had three punts, and 41.7 was the average there for the Panthers. Time of possession was 16 minutes and five seconds. Panthers were five of nine on third down conversions. They had two red zone attempts, and they scored on both of them. Leading rusher with 11 carries was Marcus Carroll. He had 35 yards. Darren Granger had six carries for 27 yards. Darren was 19 of 23, as I just mentioned, 234 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and he was not sacked. Leading receiver was Robert Lewis. He had four for 123 yards, including a 71-yarder. I'm sorry, he had a 97-yarder, and he broke the record there for Georgia State. Congratulations to Robert Lewis now for being a record holder. Chikaius Cradle had four for 31 yards. Talik Williams had three for 39, and Jakari Carter had three for 18. Good job there receiving by those guys. Cade Loggins had three punts. He averaged 41.7. Robert Lewis had two punt returns for 33 yards, the long being 17, so the other was about 16. And leading tacker was tie, tackler was Ty G. Leach. He had seven. John Trey Hunter had six. And Jeremiah Johnson and Jordan Venzel had three each. Uh, Ty G. Leach had one tackle for loss and a half a tackle loss for John Trey and for Jordan Venzel. It's 20 to 10 with the Panthers ahead going into the third quarter. And it looks like Charlotte, having deferred on the opening kickoff coin flit, will get the ball here in the third quarter. All right, coming up after this timeout, we'll hear our audio highlights from the first half here from Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte. Again, as Harper said, Georgia State leading the host 49ers 20 to 10. More of our Panther halftime show from Charlotte after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Coming up next, more of the Panther Halftime Show. All right, Dave Cohen back here from Charlotte. We're at Jerry Richardson Stadium tonight. We've heard the first half stats. Head coach Sean Elliott and the Panthers in the locker room holding on to a 20-10 lead over the host 49ers. Time now to take a listen to our first half audio highlights. Charlotte won the coin toss, as Harper mentioned. They will have the ball to start the second half, but Georgia State wasted no time uh, moving that ball downfield on a six-play drive. The only scoring play in the first quarter was by Georgia State. They put together a six-play drive that covered 44 yards, and that was helped along, of course, by a Charlotte penalty that moved the ball into Charlotte territory to the 44-yard line. On that sixth play, it was a keeper by the quarterback, Darren Granger, on this play. Ball at the eight-yard line. Granger, empty backfield. He's going to take it, run up the middle, into the end zone. Touchdown, Darren Granger. That's a Georgia State touchdown. The Panthers take advantage of the great field position as a result of the Charlotte penalty. And Granger puts six up on the board. Six-play drive, again, 44 yards. The time of that relatively short drive, two minutes and 28 seconds. And that is the way the first quarter would come to an end. Georgia State 7, Charlotte nothing after the Rickman point after attempt. Rickman would be called upon again. Panthers put together a long drive. It went 14 plays on play number 14 or 13. It stalls, and they wave on the kicking team, and Leon Rickman attends this 26-yard field goal. Again, Loggins will await the snap from Glauser. Liam Rickman will attempt the field goal. Ball is down. The kick is up from Rickman. It is on its way, and it is good. Georgia State comes away with points on this drive. First play here in the second quarter, and the Panthers take a 10-0 lead. Again, a 14-play drive, 72 yards. Georgia State leading Charlotte at that point early in the second quarter, 10-0. There would be a couple of big plays. Trexler-Ivy, 35 yards to J. Iris Mack. But then Gavin Pringle on the next play, patient over on the far corner at the three-yard line, comes up with the interception. 
of Trexler Ivy, who, by the way, came into the football game relatively early, replacing the starter, Jalen Jones. Not sure quite why, but that's the situation that Charlotte decided to run with. As a result, Panthers have the ball at the three-yard line. Not sure this is the greatest call. It caught us a little off guard, but Darren Granger would go to the air from the three-yard line on this next play, locating Robert Lewis. Here's the throw down the middle. It's caught on the run is Robert Lewis. 40, 35, 20, 10 into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State, 97 yards on the pass play from Darren Granger to Robert Lewis. I think they've shocked the entire stadium here in Charlotte. Longest play in Georgia State football history. As I said to Harper at the time, like it, one play, 97 yards. Point after attempt was good, and Georgia State had uh, the lead at that point by the score of 17 to nothing. Quick reminder that on fourth and one, Ivy on the, uh, on the previous play, they... Uh, had a situation as well where they had an opportunity to get on the school board after Georgia State went up 17-0. And then uh, Ivy was able to locate the uh, backup tight end, Joey Burns, the third. He caught the football in and around the five-yard line and lost his footing as he turned around to head towards the end zone. And that drive stalled on the uh, up in and around the five-yard line. They would finally get on the school board a little later in the second quarter on a five-play drive that went 37 yards. Kyle Cunanan would attempt and uh, secure a 30-yard field goal, and that made it Georgia State 17, Charlotte 3. Trexler Ivy would put their first touchdown on the board uh, to make it 17 to 10 on a five-yard touchdown pass to Jack Hystera, capping a seven-play 42-yard drive the time of that drive for Charlotte was only 54 seconds and then late 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 and I mean late like two seconds remaining in the first half Liam Rickman and the kicking team would come on to attempt this 46 yard field goal for the for the final play of the first half two seconds remaining here in the first half there's the snap ball is down kick is up plenty of distance on the way it is up and it is good 46 yard field goal for Liam Rickman and Georgia State will run off the field to the locker room with a 20-10 lead here in Charlotte. Nothing gives you better momentum than to score with two seconds to go literally as you're running off to the locker room. How many lates were it? Really, really, really? Was that three reallys? Three, three really late. Yeah, two that's, seconds. That's late. One, one extra late more than we had seconds left on the clock. Well, I'll take the 10-point lead over seven any time. That's a two-score difference, and Panthers obviously are uh, – uh, all the better for those extra points, and now we're going to have to see if we can't stop the momentum that I'm sure Charlotte will want to exude here in the second half. All right, coming up on the other side of this timeout as our Panther halftime show continues from Charlotte. Busy night around the Sunbelt Conference on the college football scoreboard. We will check that coming up after this two-minute timeout from Charlotte. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 
40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. Loose Up Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Now back to Charlotte. Tonight's game here in Charlotte made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel with locations on the downtown Atlanta Georgia State campus as well as campuses in Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. We thank them for their support of Georgia State football on the radio network. Top of the hour stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Charlotte, North Carolina tonight, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Let's take a look at the Sunbelt scoreboard here from Hattiesburg. Southern Miss loses today to Tulane. 21-3 is the final there. The wave ends up beating the Eagles, and it's uh, one and two now. One one win and two losses for Southern Miss. In Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State goes to two and one. They end up beating East Carolina, the final there, 43-28. In Virginia, Old Dominion at home against ACC opponents, Wake Forest. Wake ends up getting the Demon Deacons 27-24. They beat Old Dominion, again, that game in Virginia. In Madison, Wisconsin, the Badgers end up beating Georgia Southern 35-14 is the final there. Now, there's a game later tonight in San Marcos where Jackson State will go to Texas State, but all the other games in the Sun Belt are in action right now. In the fourth quarter, Texas A&M at home against UL Monroe 47-3. It was seven minutes in the fourth quarter there. Oklahoma State at home in Stillwater. They are losing to South Alabama. 2-0 Oklahoma State is trailing 16-0 with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. UAB and Louisiana, they're tied at zero. That game has been delayed there in the first quarter there. Coastal Carolina is at home against Duquesne right now just before the half. Actually, it's just the start of the second quarter. 28 to nothing right now. Coastal over Duquesne. And then Arkansas State is at home against Stony Brook. 17-0 there. James Madison and Troy, this game in Alabama. James Madison ahead by a field goal. It's 3-0 at the end of the first. 
A lot of folks keeping an eye on that James Madison-Troy game. That's a matchup of, uh, at least last year, the defending champion Troy Trojans and the newcomer James Madison who came in and made a big splash. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll be keeping you updated with those scores and several others as uh, the night progresses. we still got a half to go. Clock is ticking down in just a few moments. Georgia State will be kicking off to the 49ers of Charlotte. Yep, Charlotte won the coin toss back at the beginning, and they deferred to the second half. So Georgia State, see if the Panthers can bring some momentum out of the locker room on the defensive side of the football and get off to a quick start here in the third quarter. Leading 20-10 to 10 here on the road tonight at Charlotte. Liam Rickman set to kick it away for Georgia State. And 21, Henry Rutledge is back deep along with Shadrick Bird. Here's the kick. We're underway here in the second half from Charlotte. And that's going to land on the R in Charlotte in the end zone to our right. And the ball's going to come out to the 25-yard line. And that is where Trexler Ivy, the redshirt sophomore quarterback out of Wake Forest, North Carolina, is going to lead the 49er offense onto the field. Again, we saw Jalen Jones, their starter, at the very, very beginning of the first quarter, and then he came out of the ball game. Yeah, Jones was 21 of 34, so his completion percentage was above 60. He had 241 yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. And since uh, midway through the second possession, uh, Ivy has taken over. Ivy takes the snap, and it's going to be a run play. Shadrick Bird on the first play from scrimmage. He will power it right in behind the center and the right guard. Tackle there by John Trey Hunter. That'll be good for about five yards. Second down and five coming up here on the first play for the 49ers. We'll see if that's going to be a strategy. They didn't run much in between. Well, they didn't run much at all but they didn't have a whole lot of success running the ball in between the tackles. Bird stays in. He's in the backfield, and they will hand him the football again. He's going to get run uh, run down at the 25. So that'll be a loss there. Javon Dennis, who was shaken up in that first half, coming back with a strong play defensively there. Wow, what a play by Shamar McCall. Getting blocked, but with one hand fending off the tackle and with the other hand slowing up the, the running back for a loss there. Terrific job of uh, forcing a three-yard loss. He didn't get credit for the tackle, but he basically made that happen. Ball now spotted at the 26, third down and 11. Ivory going to look. He's going to dump it off. He's got a man. He's got some room to run, and it's caught there by Jairus Mack, and that'll be good for a first down. Nice job there by Ivory to identify that Mac was there. Nobody was around him. And the minute he makes the catch, he turns around. He's got a lot of green turf in front of him. He had a long way to go to get that first down because he caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage, but he made up for it. They gave him credit for about the 38-yard line. They had originally spotted it at the 39. Ball at the 38, and Ivy fakes the handoff. Now he's going to lob, and it's going to be incomplete. And the intended receiver there was Hestera. The redshirt sophomore from Texas. Deflected by Taiji Leach. Nice play there by the Panther newcomer. He basically just lofted that ball in there. He didn't zip it through. He didn't throw it like Elway or Moreno did, but he gave it some air. And that allowed Leach the ability to get those two extra steps that he needed to catch up to the receiver and deflect the ball as he was trying to bring it into his body. Back in Hysteria, the wideouts to the right. Snap coming up here on second down and 10. Ball at the Charlotte 38-yard line. Right to left across your radio dial for the 49ers. 
Try to get some pressure on Ivy. They're going to get him and drive him and sack him all the way back at the 21. Great job there by Josiah Robinson for Georgia State. Also assisted there by Shamar McCollum. Yeah, Shamar had the tackle hanging on to him again, but still forcing him out of the pocket. Ivy ends up running to his right-hand side and right into the arms of Josiah Robinson, who is blitzing from the outside. Big loss now, third down and 23 coming up here for... 13-yard loss on the on the sack. For the 49ers, Kennan goes in motion out of the far side, the big tight end. Here's the snap on the way to Ivy. Gets some more pressure on Ivory. He's going to throw. Got a man. It's Hysteria. Stare at the 25, at the 30, 35. And he will get hit from behind as he comes across the 35 to the 40, but he needed to get to the 48 for the first down marker. Kevin Swint was able to make the tackle and the shove from behind, and the punting unit will come on now for the Charlotte 49ers. Jakari Carter trots onto the field for Georgia State, standing back to our left at the Panther 15-yard line. I think it's a little early, but I'd I'd be awful careful that they don't try a fate punt here. Back to punt the football for the 49ers is Grant Gagne, the senior from Hudson, Ohio, and he gets a high spiraling kickoff. And it will take a bounce, and it's going to be a Charlotte bounce at the 8-yard line. It'll bounce back across the 10 to about the 14-yard line. We'll see where they put it out. I think they were, the official down there will spot it right at the 15-yard line. Yeah, we'll get a little advantage there because I was thinking it was probably at the 13 or 14 when someone touched it, but we'll take over at the 15. There is a flag down. Thrown back at the 42-yard line. And the officials yeah, would've, would've come in back. discussion. Would that be against yeah. Charlotte? During the kick, personal foul, unnecessary roughness on the return team. Half the distance from the end of the kick, first down, Georgia State. Timeout. So immediate timeout here in Charlotte. The Red Hat makes his way onto the field. Georgia State will take over. It won't be at the 15. We'll tell you about it when we get back after this timeout. 60-second break from Charlotte tonight. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with this person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. USF, Texas. All right, back here at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte tonight. Great night for college football. Georgia State, a 10-point lead, 20-10. to 10. Early here in the third quarter, 11.42 to go, and the Panthers will have the ball after that penalty. It went from the 15 back to the seven-yard line, and that is where Darren Granger and Georgia State will start this first possession in the second half from. 
Boy, I wish we could make it easier. <laughs> so I'll take it at the 15. But at the 8, you know, you give just a slight little advantage. The good thing for Georgia State is that it's not a 15-yard penalty. It only adds up to being about an 8. But still a penalty nonetheless. And that's the 6th now for the Panthers. They have 46 total yards in penalty damage, including this one. And as Dave said, they'll take over. Still got about another minute before the TV timeout is over. But another good job of starting out a half by the Panther defense. Because of the penalty there for Charlotte, they end up being forced on a third and very long. And we get the ball back after the punt. So offensively, let's hope that is our first possession. We're able to at least get some yardage out of it. Love to have another touchdown. It doesn't have to be a 93-yarder, but that would certainly be a great way. We have a 97-yarder already in the books with Darren Granger and Robert Lewis connecting for the longest play in school history for a touchdown. Got me thinking the largest kick return for the longest time was Albert Wilson against Alabama. First season, last game. Was that over 90? Yeah, 93? 96, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. But that's that's the only time that night that that Alabama was was kind of quiet going, hey, that that kid can run. Yeah. But what was the final? That was a kick return. Yes, it was. What was it, 63 to 7? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, that was a long night. All right, Georgia State coming out of that timeout. Carroll going to take the handoff, and he's going to run in behind right tackle up across the 10. Late flag. And a flag thrown. Marcus Carroll with a carry. Someone's helmet got taken off. Is that number 90? That would be Des Morgan. Now he has to come out of his helmet. Well, in the pro game, he got to come out. But the penalty flag here. Now we're already starting at the 7. Hands to the face. Defense. We'll take that. Offense, number 76. Whoa, 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 whoa. Half the distance to the goal remains first down. Number 90 can stay in the game because his helmet came off due to the foul. So the penalty was assessed to Georgia State. Half the distance to the goal. Panthers going in the opposite direction. Morgan was the one who lost his helmet, but as you heard the referee say, he's able to stay into the ball game because the helmet came off as a result of the penalty. Well, instead of second and about three, now it's uh, first and 13 and a half because of these. Uh, first and 10 from the three yard line. Half the distance to the goal line. Yep. Ball mm-hmm. placed at the three. First and 10 now for Darren Granger in Georgia State. Green goes in motion. They're going to run it, and it's going to be a run play up the middle for Marcus Carroll. He's going to get up to about the 10-yard line. Maybe the, we'll see if they put it at the 10 or the 9. It's Marcus awfully Carroll close, but that'll give Panthers. the Panthers a little bit, a little bit more room to work now. Yeah. So it's second and eight from where he was. That's the exact same play that we ran with the second same motion, the only from the opposite side of the field. Ball's on the right hash mark at the 10. Safety Wayne Jones made the tackle. Little out pass in the flat to Leak. Nice job. Leek Williams doing a great job of dancing down the sideline, staying in bounds. He catches it at about the 12 and tiptoes up to the 20 for a first down. Now the market at the 22. Good job. Yep, with 10.35 on a moving clock. Panthers left to right here. First down from their own 22. The snap to Granger. Darren looking near sideline. Talik Williams wide open at the 50. It's a 45-40, 35-30, 25-10. Touchdown, Georgia State. Great play, Darren Granger locating Talik Williams, who was all alone over here on the near sideline. He caught the ball 
and won the foot race, 78 yards to the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown, Harper. Wide open, Dave. He was so open. There was obviously a breakdown in the coverage. Now, Darren was looking at the official. I'm looking back to see if there are any flags. I'm doing Rick, Rick's job because that's what Rick normally does. And I didn't see any, but Darren was on his face, meaning somebody tried to push him down, and there was penalty called, but uh, we'll take the result. Two huge touchdowns for Georgia State. Liam Rickman, point after, kick is up, it is good. Georgia State, three plays, 93 yards, a minute, 19 seconds, 78-yard touchdown pass play, Granger to Leak Williams, and Georgia State pushes its lead now back up to 27-10. to 10. Got a media timeout, we're going to take it with them. So far, so good here in Charlotte. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com for you can feel quality you can trust. The Panthers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Charlotte with Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle. Back here in Charlotte, Georgia State 27, Charlotte 10. Tonight's game presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-based credit union. Well, speed kills, Dave. There's no substitute for it. And Talik, when he gets that ball, what is it, about the 45, maybe the 50-yard line, when that completion is made, it's just off to the races, and no one was going to catch him. Great job now. Two big touchdowns for Georgia State. Darren Granger's numbers are outstanding. He's got 319 in the air thus far in two and a half quarters. He's still uh, 10 minutes and 23 seconds late. Long way to go, folks. There's a lot of football left to play, but Georgia State now with a commanding 27-10 lead. And I know the defense can't wait to get out on the field because you might wonder whether or not the 49ers are going to try something risky. We already have one interception, and we get another one and get the ball back. You're right. There is a lot of time left, a lot of time to score a lot of more points. Back to return for the 49ers, Henry. The guys in white and blue. Now we're averaging, what, 35 yards or 35 points a ball game in the air, and that's... That's not easy to do against the opponents that we've played thus far or against elite defenses that exist in college football. Right, Dave? You got it. Liam Rickman set to kick it away now here. Back deep for the 49ers. Henry Rutledge, and he's going to field it at the 6. Rutledge up across the 10. He's got speed. Oh, he got hit from the side and dropped at about the 22-yard line. Boy, did he pick up some speed, though, after he hit avoided that first tackle yeah isaiah guy was one of the first to make contact with him and ty g leach ends up dropping the bone with the hammer 
Taiji's having a great game so far. So Looks Charlotte like will start out here at their own 22. Josiah Robinson will come off the field. He was thinking that he was going to get a chance to play. Jordan Van Seel, John Trey Hunter in at linebackers for the Panthers. Play action now as Ivy's going to go to the air. He's going to look to his right. He's got a man. It's that guy, Hestera again, who broke a tackle up across the 45, up to midfield. Can't miss a tackle like that with a guy like Jack Hysteria. That's good for about a 24-yard gain and a Charlotte first down. Not what we want to see. Well, from the left side of the field, he just runs a deeper drag route. He catches it about 15 yards down the field. He was due to get the first down anyways, but he breaks a tackle at the sideline, and he tippy-toes for an extra eight or nine yards. Ball at the 49, first down for 49ers. Hysteria and Mack over here on the near side, the wideouts. They're going to put Thomas... Now in motion, and then he'll come back over. They're going to line him up over here with Hysteria and Mack. They're going to change the play. Now, Hysteria is not an eligible receiver right now. And it and looks like they're going to run, and nothing gonna, there. Yeah, they're going to run the football with Darrell Robinson. He gets tackled Darrell around. Robinson That's an ankle tackle right there by Taiji Leach. Loss of a yard. Yeah. Where they've just struggled to rush the ball. Javon Dennis also getting across his guy, able to make a tackle for loss there. Add into his stats. We're rushing three right now in the 3-4 defense. Three down linemen for Georgia State. Snap coming up on second down at 11. Ball at the 48 of Charlotte. 27 to 10, Georgia State. Ivy again going to go to the air. Chased out of the pocket. Run him down. Run him down. They trip him up, and he falls out of bounds as he tries to throw the football. They're going to mark him out. Pringle ends up making contact, reaching around as he's diving, getting the shoelaces. They're going to keep the clock moving, but the ball's going to go back to the 36-yard line. So Pringle, with a great job of pursuit, blitzing from the outside, ends up forcing Ivy out of the pocket, and he runs out of bounds, still holding the ball. He let go of it, but he was already out of bounds, according to the official. Third down. So from the 36. Are we going to call time? Yes, we are. And time called by Georgia State with 8.20 to go. Georgia State. It is their first of the half. So that'll turn it into a media timeout here again with 8.20. Yeah, third and 23. Georgia State 27. Charlotte 10. We're going to take the media timeout with them. Back in 60 seconds from Charlotte tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. 
Back here in Charlotte, 8.20 to go third quarter. 27-10, Georgia State in front of the Charlotte 49ers. A couple of big plays so far by Gavin Pringle. That one, as he shoved Ivy out of bounds, that cost him 12 yards in the other direction. And then you go back to his interception in the uh, first half. He's had a good night so far tonight on he's the He's had a good uh, season. I'm yeah, glad he he's on my roster right yeah. now, the way that guy is playing. Remember, he kind of limped off. We didn't know what the injury was going to be, but not enough to keep him out of the ball game. In the first half, the Panthers had, what, four or five guys that had to be taken out of the ball game. But uh, great job of Pringle sticking with it. And again, speed kills, Dave. They were fast, and, and we're playing fast. And Ivy wasn't ready for that and, and ends up making a really a, a, a an error in judgment by keeping just throw it out of bounds and, and you, you get the ball back at the line of scrimmage you save yourself 12 yards and you look at the momentum i'm telling you right now the the whole sideline heads are down half of the uh offense which comes back off of the field you know from their roster guys that aren't playing a whole heck of a lot uh they've got their helmets on but they're they're down and the rest of the starters, the 11 that are back out onto the field right now, we have a new running back in. Not new, but uh, got to figure out who's behind. That, that's Shadrick Bird. He lines up just to the right of Trexler Ivy, the second quarterback tonight for the 49ers. Third down at 23. Ball back at the 36. Coming out of that timeout, Ivy going to take the snap out of the shotgun. has got three wideouts over here to the near side. Panthers looking to get some pressure. He'll step up in the pocket. He's going to throw. Got a man over here. It's the tight end. Ah. And the Panthers missing the first two tackles. He dives ahead, but was he inbounds, and did he get a first down? No, he's, he's 12 No, he's yards way, short. way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Wrong I'm looking, at the, yep, I'm looking at the sticks. back stick. But now it's fourth down and 12 instead of fourth and 20. And the punt team comes on. Grant Donya, the punter. Returning for the Panthers. So another good job. Hey, I'll give you 12 if you need 23, and I'm going to get the ball back. By the way, going back to that Pringle play previously in the loss of 12, they did give him a sack on that play. So on to punt the football now is Grant Gagne. Shakari Carter now deep to receive the punt. Yep, standing in the inside the 15, and he did not signal for the fair catch. He's going to try to return it. Didn't get hit. He was able to dive up to the close to the 21-yard line. He caught it at the 13, so about a seven-yard return. One of the 49ers went right by him, and, and you're right, Dave. He did not signal, so the guy goes by him as if to say, ah, I, I think you're going to signal, but didn't make any contact with him. That's when you just got to break down, set your feet, and don't let the guy make any other advancements. But the Panthers will take over right at the 20-yard line. Marcus Carroll in it, running back. Darren Granger, the Panthers moving left to right across your radio dial here in the third quarter from Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte. Snap to Granger on the first play, and it's going to be a run play for Marcus Carroll in behind left guard and left tackle, and he maybe got a yard out of it. Maybe two. Austin Fontaine looks like he was the first one to make contact. 94 in that ball game too. Jonathan Wallace is huge. Amon Green, Jakaias Cradle. They're going to go five wide with an empty backfield. Three wide outs here to the near side. Snap coming up on second down and eight. Ball at the 22-yard line. Granger's going to take the snap and run right up the middle, and he's not going to get a whole lot there either. Julius Welshoff 
starting defensive lineman. Transfer from Michigan, who's originally from Germany, first there to make the tackle. Yeah, how he ended up at Michigan. They give him a couple yards. Ranger gets three up to the 25-yard line. Interesting defensively. You left the middle open because we go five wide, and earlier in the ball game, Darren was taking advantage of that, but they're they're doing a good job of re recounting themselves and putting somebody in the middle in accounting for Darren and closing up some of those running lanes. Georgia State, five of nine on third down conversions. Granger chased out of the pocket, throws on the run, got a man, picks up the first down. It's caught by Jakari Carter, the transfer from Merrimack College. 11-yard pickup there. Good patience by Darren Granger. He could have run. He just kind of settles down, gets his feet underneath him, and completes the ball over the middle to Jakari for that 11-yard pickup ball at the 36-yard line. Another third-down conversion for Granger in Georgia State's offensive unit. Football now at the 36. Granger out of the shotgun. Wideouts to both sides. Carter goes in motion here to the near side. Pressure coming. He'll throw. Got a man, and ah. it's thrown too low. Almost in double coverage intended for Robert Lewis. He made a quick decision to Darren. He got his feet set, and just, I see the opening. There's zone coverage. Uh, Robert's going in there. He let go of the ball. As soon as he let go of it, it looked like it was going to be low. I'm sure he wants that one back, but uh, second and 10 now on a really good route there by Robert Lewis that falls incomplete. Yeah, Nakai Hill-Green and Wayne Jones with the two in the coverage on that play. The Panthers going to run it straight up the middle, pound it right into the defensive line of Charlotte with Marcus Carroll. Marcus Carroll with the run for the Panthers. And he runs into Austin Fontaine, the... Interior defensive lineman, Waldorf, Maryland. He's a transfer from the University of Maryland. Again, a lot of transfers on this Charlotte football team. Feel the earth shaking when number 94, Jonathan Wallace, comes up, given his 396 pounds. Woo, he's a big dude. Georgia State, 60% on third down conversions. They've done it once already on this drive right now, facing third down and six from the 40. Granger, quick throw over here to the near side. Caught Robert Lewis. Broke oh. one tackle, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. And he will get tripped up inside the five-yard line. Yards after the catch for Robert Lewis. Isaiah Hazel makes a tremendous effort to get him and knock him out. Robert needs a, a breather after that. They'll mark it at the one-yard line. What a great spin move once he catches it at the 50 where two uh 49ers are are bumping into each other and Wayne Jones misses him as well. 59-yard pickup. That's going to take him down to the one-yard line. They're going to hand it off. And I don't believe the Panthers got in the end zone on that play. It'll bring up second and goal right down inside the one-yard line. 59 yards on that play to the one-yard line. And now they're going to hand it off into the end zone. Granger signaling touchdown on the handoff to Marcus Carroll. Well, one of the officials says he's in. The other says he's on the goal line. Let's just see if his body is over the... <laughs> they're going to unstack the pile. He, he's a yard and a half in the end zone. How did they not yeah. call that a touchdown? Touchdown, Georgia State. Right, Marcus Carroll, his seventh touchdown of the season. And Georgia State increases its lead here in Charlotte now to 33-10. to 10. I have to apologize because that was a bad call. I'm busy talking. But it didn't look like there were two officials that were disagreeing. One had his hands up in the air on the far side, and the guy on the near side, the line judge, did not signal touchdown. 
Liam Rickman on to attempt the point after. Cade Loggins, the holder. Seth Glosher, long snapper. And the kick is up. It is on its way, and it is good. Liam Rickman splits the uprights on that PAT, and a lot of the Charlotte faithful on Hall of Fame night. Harper heading for the exits here in Charlotte. They want to go to a celebration for some previous great work that was done here at Charlotte, but uh, tonight all the great work is being done by the Georgia State Panthers. All right, we'll give you the drive stats here in just a moment. Georgia State now leading it 34 to 10. Eight play drive, 80 yards, three minutes, 30 seconds. Big play in the drive. Granger to Robert Lewis. 59 yards all the way down to the one yard line. And on the second attempt, Marcus Carroll busted in the end zone. Well, first couple plays, I'm thinking the biggest thing you need to do, Georgia State, right now is take some time off the clock. Put a put a couple of first downs together and take some time off the clock. I'll forfeit time any time in order to be able to get seven points on the board. All right, so Rickman will kick it away from the 35. It's a booming end-over-end kick. It'll come down to Rutledge, and he's going to bring it out across the 5-10. Cuts to his right, 15. Up close to the 20, somebody lost a helmet. Late flag, too, Dave. Yep, as he came across the 20-yard line and a flag thrown. Someone lost his helmet, and that might be a personal foul. Takes it almost to the 25. Players don't lose their helmet by themselves. Who is that, number 28? That's uh, uh, it's either Terry Burden. There is no foul on the play. Contact was deemed legal. (laughs) It must be legal now to rip somebody's helmet off, and I'm not aware of that rule change, Dave. Unfortunately, our referee doesn't agree with me, Javaro Edwards. 49ers to take over from their 22-yard line with 3.47 to go in the third quarter. Charlotte trailing 34 to 10. Georgia State's offense has just been a juggernaut here tonight. Henry Rutledge, Charlotte kid out of Charlotte Christian High School, is going to line up in the backfield now. 3:47 to go here in the third quarter. Georgia State 34, Charlotte 10. Well, I'm not saying you're throwing the towel in, but pretty close when you bring in your third-string quarterback after your second-string quarterback isn't able to do anything because your first-string quarterback couldn't do much. Well, Jalen Jones is back in. Correction. During the return, holding on the return team, number 29. 10 yards. That. On the end of the kick. First step. Good job, Sean Elliott. You go to the judge, and the judge goes to the, the the head linesman, and he goes to the referee, and they talk it over, and they go, yeah, I did throw a flag, and there was a reason for me to do that. And so they honored it. Now the ball will go at the 12-yard line because of the penalty. First and 10 for the 49ers. Again, with 3.47 left to go in the third quarter. Penalty assessed to uh, McGuire Neal, a sophomore from Zephyr Hills, Florida. Here's Jalen Jones, the option pitch to Rutledge, and Rutledge picks up some steam as he barrels across the 25 to the 30-yard line, maybe up to the 31, depending on where they place it. I think it'll be right back at the 30-yard line. Yeah, we hadn't seen that play at all. That looked like an old-school wishbone pitch veer offense. Rutledge comes off now, or Jerry's Mack comes off the field, twisted his ankle on that. 
First down now for the 49ers at their own 30-yard line. Here's the snap to Jones. They'll hand it off Rutledge again, this time running right side. And he gets tripped up. And he lost the football. Who got it? Georgia State says they've got it. Panthers force a fumble and recover the loose football. They're going to unstack the pile. Let's see who's got it. A lot of bodies <laughs> stacked on top of one another down there. Yeah, Anthony Bloom down there just kind of just, protecting Jordan yeah, Benziel. Yep, I see Abraham. Justin Abraham. I see Bloom. I see Jordan. Nope. No, well, no, they're saying Charlotte held on. Well, Jeremiah Johnson caused the hit that forced the ball out, and it looks like 52 center Johnny King ends up recovering it. And the result will be a first down. 42-yard line. Darren Granger's passed for 389 yards tonight. That is a career-high passing yard total for Darren. So congrats to him on that. Here's the snap coming up from the 42. Jalen Jones on the keeper. He's got a lot of speed. Jones, 40, 35, down to the 30. Tightrope, he's going to score a touchdown. Well, we tried to strip the ball. Pringle tried to get the ball out at about the 25-yard line and grabbed for arms and ended up missing. And Jones keeps his balance, tiptoes, as Dave said, for, uh, what was that, a 60-yard touchdown? 50, uh, 58 yards? Yeah, it was at the 42. Are they going to go for two? So a little bit of discipline issues there, some problems. Now they've got some personnel. They've got the wrong guys in right now. They're going to bring in Dwayne Thomas here late. Now the clock is ticking, the play clock. It's just started, but it's down to 18, 17 seconds. They'll have plenty of time to get the play, but do they have the right personnel for the play call? Ball's on the left hash at the three. 34 to 16 with 221 to go here in the third quarter. Jalen Jones out of the shotgun. They're going to go for two. Here's the snap. Jones, the little flip is caught, and they convert the two-point conversion. On the reception was the tight end, Colin Weber. And so it's a 34-18 ball game, although they haven't put the points up on the board yet. Now they have. So it ends up being a three-play 80 eight-yard drive and the two-point conversion is good and so it's now Georgia State 34 Charlotte 18 Panthers have got to answer they do too many missed tackles on that Jalen Jones run and even the runs there by Rutledge and actually that is a surprise to me the way we played defense tonight going into this last possession Uh, everything was going in Georgia State's favor giving up a touchdown okay I get a two-point conversion but you're right Dave we do need to respond and hopefully the Panthers right now offensively, which they have been tough to stop Darren Granger has had all the time that you need no pressure really offensive lines done a great job of pass protection we only have 78 yards on the ground which is probably half of what we've averaged over the last two three years we're we're at 150 200 yard per game but i'll tell you what the passing yards are incredible 389 here with just uh, two minutes left to go here in the third quarter 221 to be exact 
So the 49ers will kick it away. Robert Lewis back inside the five-yard line. 34-18 our score. End-over-end kick, and he's going to signal. I thought he did signal for the fair catch, and it will come out to the 25-yard line. Well, you know, you remember the game last year at Charlotte. 42-41, the final score. Panthers on the losing end of that. These two teams can score. Yeah. And they're not afraid of each other. That's the neat thing about it is both teams kind of respect what they can do, but they, they find holes and make some good things happen. Darius Thompson coming into the ball game. First time I think we've called him tonight. Six foot four wide receiver. Love to see first him in the ball game. Mon Green is in as well. Chris Bird, who was hurt in the first quarter, uh, is still not returned. So we imagine that he'll be done for the evening. Amon Green in motion. Ah. And the Panthers going to try to run the football. Try to run up the middle in between the tackles, although there has been some success. Prince Bima is in there at the middle linebacker spot. But then we talked about how big they are physically across the front four. Yeah, I'm reading their lineup. You know, six foot five, six foot four inch guys. They're all heavier than what we've seen in the past. And and they can get to the quarterback. And certainly right now they're getting our running backs. Peter Kikwata goes in motion and pressure right away coming at Darren Granger. That pressure coming from fresh water, not for DeAndre Hollins, the DB out of Tampa, the North Carolina transfer. And the Panthers now facing third down and nine. Yeah, that's uh, one of the first times now that you've seen pressure where Darren had to get rid of it. So they're going to take some chances here and blitz or at least try to create some pressure to get the ball back. We need nine yards for a first down to get to the 35. 147 to go third quarter. And they're showing blitz. Talik Williams in motion. Granger's got pressure coming, and he will throw the ball into the turf. Way too much pressure coming right right at him from in the yeah. middle. They had, brought, to, had to get rid of the football. They brought seven, maybe eight guys, Dave. They're all out right there, and we run a screen, which, you know, if you, you do a play-action pass or something like that, the, wide open, the middle of the field's wide open, but we had the wrong play called for that. Darren does a great job. There is a penalty flag. Grounding. Number three in the offense. i got to argue that because he was backing up. And lost it down. He was backing Fourth up. Down. Umpire, or excuse me, our referee has to realize that he was out of the pocket when he made that throw. How do these guys not know that? Demetrius Knight was the one to bring pressure through the middle. So they had their three outside. We're looking at it. Yeah, they're just too many guys. We, he was in between the tackle box, but Darren had backed up about five extra yards, yielding that. Uh, doesn't matter. Cade Loggins is going to have to waste no time getting this kick into the air, this punt. He's standing right inside the end zone. And he gets an end-over-end kick. It's going to be caught by Rutledge. Rutledge stays on his feet, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. He's going to score in a punt return for a touchdown. Well, we had a chance to hit him. Great contact was made. I want to say that was Tony McRae. Our cornerback made contact with him at about the 45-yard line, but doesn't knock him down. Rutledge keeps his feet. There's a bunch of officials getting together at the 10-yard line. There's a flag. Illegal formation. Kicking to Oh, my gosh. That foul is declined. The result of the play. Touchdown. Sorry. 54-yard punt return for a touchdown. 
And Charlotte is playing right now with their backs against the wall. They have a sense of urgency, and they are dictating the tempo of this football game. Well, yeah, they're running out of time, right? But they still got 15 minutes. Well, it's not a big deal when you're scoring on your last two possessions, and you're going to go for two on both of them. You did get a two-point conversion. They're lining up on the same hash mark. It was interesting. Jones ends up, the quarterback, ends up running to his right and pitching to his left. And it worked. We're ready for it. 34-24. Here's Jalen Jones. Jones takes it, and they're going to convert. They get the pass to Hystera, and it was nobody near Hystera. It's now 34. They ran a pick play. And and if they get caught for that, because uh, there are at least two flags, that's going to be, that should come back. They had two receivers on the outside running and just kind of get interfering with your outside linebacker and your safety and hysteria fills that void going to the outside it's a real obvious call if there was any contact made at all officials in call discussion. it on georgia state again what are they doing there is no foul the pass was behind the line of scrimmage result try is good so they've converted twice on two-point conversions here in the third quarter. It's now 34 to 25 to make that 26. Georgia State still leading. And the Panthers have got to realize right now 34 may not be enough. No, not if you have uh, four penalties in three plays or whatever it was there. That's unbelievable. Well, I guess I'll wait to call another penalty on Georgia State until after the kickoff. There won't be any during the, <laughs> the the dead time that you have in between the two-point conversion and the kickoff. Wow. So it's a 34-26 Georgia State lead, 1.30 to go here in the third quarter. we still got a fourth quarter to play. The ruler on the field of the pass being behind the line of scrimmage during the try is under review. Okay. So the Panthers will challenge that last ruling. Not sure if we need to, Dave, because it's on a scoring play. I think the officials may be doing it regardless. And one of them may, uh, from upstairs here in the booth, or nearby where we are, the officials' booth, they may have uh, called down to our referee to find whether or not there was a violation. So the play is under review. The officials on our broadcast booth window down to our left taking a look. And that'll give us time to let you know Panthers, no matter what happens here tonight, are back in action next Thursday night from Conway, South Carolina. They'll open Sunbelt Conference play Thursday night, September 21 on national television as well as the radio network. And that'll be at Coastal Carolina. Kickoff at 7.30. We'll be on the air with our Panther pregame countdown to kickoff straight up 7 p.m. Eastern time to get you ready for Georgia State and the Sunbelt Conference play. Hestera was wide open. Well, yeah, the guy who's supposed to cover him was being picked. After review, it was deemed that the pass was beyond the line of scrimmage. Therefore, the offensive pass interference penalty will be enforced from the three. We will redo the try from the 18-yard line. All right, so take the two points off. It's it's 34-24. 
Jerry's Mack ends up just slamming right into our outside linebacker or who's the safety was going to have hysteric. It should be a penalty no matter where you are. All right, they've taken the two points off. It's now 34-24. They're going to, the penalty will back them up, as you heard the referee say, at the 18-yard line, and that is where they will decide what they want to do here. Well, they'll just kick an extra point. Yep, Kyle Kunanen has come on the field, the freshman from Phoenix, which from this distance isn't automatic. Uh, that's going to be a, the equivalent of a 36-yard field goal, but it is only worth one point if he gets it. Awaiting the snap, ball is down, kick is up, got plenty of distance. It's another on the flag. way, and there's another flag the on the field thrown back at the 20. Sean Elliott is pointing that there's another penalty. So now we've got, yep, legal procedure. False start. Kicking team, number 56. Five yards of a retry. So that'll back him up five more yards for the PAT. Well, he nailed the kick. There's no doubt that yep. it had the leg to do it. I don't know how to mark this because we have a penalty against Georgia State, another penalty against Georgia State, then a no penalty against Charlotte, then a penalty against Charlotte, and now we have another penalty against Charlotte. So in the last single play, we've had three penalties and five here in the last two plays. So this will be a 41-yard PAT coming up for Kyle Kunanen. Snap. Ball's down. The kick is up. You're right. Plenty of distance. It's on the way, and it is good. And another flag, Dave. There's two and of them. another flag and at the yep. 30. If that's not a hold, I don't know what is because the outside tight end ends up horse collaring. Was that Brightcrease? Brightcrease had a fantastic jump on the snap. He's seen three in a row now. There are two fouls on the play on both teams. Offside, defense number five. That's ridiculous. Holding, kicking team number 81. Those fouls will offset. We'll retry. So another attempt at the point after. Well, 34-24, 90 seconds to go here in the third quarter. So does that count as one penalty or two more penalties on the same extra point? Goodness gracious. He's going to miss this one. It's just it's going to happen. He's made four in a row, and it's time for him to miss. Again, the freshman from Arizona, Kyle Kunanen, 41-yard PAT. Ball down. The kick is up. Again, plenty of distance. That's on the way, ah, and that one is good, too. Yeah. Yeah. He could try that 10 times, Harper. I think he'd probably make it 10 yeah. times. Good kicker. So, Not but but in, instead of 34-26, it's 34-25. Yep. It's a two-score game still with... There's still a minute and 30 seconds. So we score to go up 34-10 with three minutes left to go. And we have since given up 15 points and given the momentum back to the Charlotte 49ers. But I trust Aaron Granger. Now, I don't think we'll return this. We've had pretty good success with Robert Lewis returning it through a fair catch and taking it to the 25-yard line. The Robert Lewis standing back at the four-yard line to our left, awaiting the kick from Kunanen. Yet Charlotte playing with a little bit of a sense of urgency there. How have they not been running Rutledge the whole game? He seems like he's the fastest, most competent running back they've got. 
Here's the kick, end over end and high. I believe that Lewis signaled for the fair catch. Yeah, but short. Yep. Yep. Fair catch is called. First and 10 for the Panthers from their 25-yard line. So Darren Granger and Georgia State will have the football at the 25-yard line here for the final minute 30 here in the third quarter. And we'll take it on the right hash this time. We started the last couple of times there on the left. Well, at the exception of that multiple blitz up the middle where they brought safeties and cornerbacks, linebackers, everybody that they had in the lineup, Darren's been protected really well. But when you bring seven and you've only got five guys blocking, that creates a difference. But first and ten from the 25 for Marcus Carroll. Carroll going to get the handoff. He's got room, and he will slice and dice up to the 29. That'll be a gain of four. It'll bring up second down at six. Demetrius Knight in on the tackle there. He's a senior. He's out of Locust Grove, Georgia. Transfer from Georgia Tech. Came into the came into the game with 14 tackles, one for loss, and one interception. Here's the snap to Granger on second down. It's going to be a quarterback keeper. A lot of room. Darren's going to pick up. No. Well, did he get it? Yeah, he, he got now. the first down. He did on the second attempt. Boy, he got pinballed right at the 35-yard sure line. Not sure exactly who hit him. There were two or three different 49ers. It looks like C.J. Burton was one of the guys. But Darren keeps his feet. Last year, 10 points, or excuse me, 10 pounds lighter. He may not have made that extra effort, but uh, gets the ball to the 36. It's first down for the Panthers. Granger, 22 of 28, 389 in the air to this point. Jakari Carter, make that kick. No, that is Carter. They're going to hand it off. On a misdirection play, it'll be a run play up the middle. Miguel Jackson on the tackle of Marcus Carroll. And that'll be the end, or should be the end of the third quarter here in Charlotte. Georgia State leading at 34-25. Panthers have the ball. And that will be the lead, lead, Dave. That will be the end of the third quarter. We're back on the other side of this timeout with the fourth and final quarter from Charlotte tonight with Georgia State leading the 49ers 34-25. Back in two minutes here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM is your radio station for Georgia State football. Now get ready for the fourth and final quarter. Back to Charlotte with Dave Cohen. Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle, along with engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. 15 minutes up on the clock as we get set to start the fourth quarter. Quick check of our Sunbelt Conference college football scoreboard. Got a couple of other finals that have come in. Yes, we do, Dave. Southern Miss ends up losing at home to Tulane, 21 to three. Texas A&M a winner at home against UL Monroe, 47 to three. Appalachian State a winner at home, 43 to 28. The final against East Carolina. Old Dominion ends up losing at home to Wake Forest, 27-24. Georgia Southern on the road in Madison, Wisconsin. They lose Wisconsin, 35. Georgia Southern, 14. Texas State in the first quarter is ahead, 14 nothing against. Jackson State. Troy at home is trailing against James Madison. It's 13-7 at the half. Stony Brook in the third quarter has the ball, but no points. They're trailing Arkansas State 17-0. Coastal Carolina at the half ahead 45-0 to Duquesne. Coastal is 1-1. Apparently they'll be 2-1 when we get there on Thursday. Game still delayed because of weather. Louisiana and UAB, they're in the Please first quarter. Please turn the and we've got one more final, or excuse me, in the in the third quarter, South Alabama had 23-0 against Oklahoma State. All right, here we go. First play here in the fourth quarter. Granger on second down and eight. Will throw on the run. Got a man. Caught Jakari Carter for the first down to the 45 in Charlotte territory. Or they may put it at the 46 or the 47. We'll see. Nonetheless, it's going to move the sticks, and it's a Georgia State first down. Panthers up. 34-25 here in the fourth. Great job of protecting the ball by Jakari. Now they'll give him a little bit of Marcus. Carroll broke through the middle. Bounced and spun around across the 40. Close to the 35. 11, maybe 12 yards. And another Georgia State first down. Right up the middle. And finally getting some break there where Marcus's patience is paying off. 11 yards. First down at the 36. Granger going to throw out to Jakaius Cradle. And they had him right there. That's going to be a loss of about a yard. Boy, we run that play a lot. It's just basically a bubble screen. You, you're, you're not getting the blocking for one. And two, you've got a short field. You're on the right hash mark and you're throwing it to the right sideline. Second down and 11. Panthers lose one on that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of your bubble screens. I know you're not. I know. You're not a f- big fan of a lot of stuff. <laughs> or banana roots. <laughs> Second down and 11. Here we go. Granger out of the shotgun. Panthers right to left here in the fourth quarter. Snap to Darren. Fakes the handoff. Darren's got to run. And he will tuck it and run. He'll get dragged down. They're going to lose. Panthers going to lose about another yard or two. Yeah, you get back to the 38. So one yard on the Granger sack. The and that's going to bring up. Third down now for Georgia State. 12. Jonathan Brown, our left guard, end up on the on the ground on that one. Good pressure there. They brought five. We should have had him, but uh, a little more pressure. Now they're showing blitzing four. Excuse me, four, and now a fifth comes up to the line of scrimmage. Panthers at the Charlotte 37-yard line, but facing a third down and 12 situation right now. Granger looking over to the sideline. Empty backfield. 
Five wide, three here to the near side, to Granger's left. Here's the snap to Darren. Darren, two steps back. Pressure, going to unload. And that should be a pass interference. Call what a catch. Touchdown, Georgia State. And it should have been a pass interference penalty anyway if he didn't catch it. But he held on and got into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown about 37 yards. Wow. Being pulled back at about the 15-yard line, he fights through that and then reaches out with both hands to catch the ball and pulls it in in just the right amount of time. He gets across the goal line and is knocked down by that. That's number one, Dante Belfour, who gets beat along single coverage on the left-hand side. What a great throw by Darren Granger. 440 yards in the air today. With Rick PAT to come. Rickman, the PAT, it is up, it is good. And Georgia State steals back a little bit of that momentum and now leads Charlotte here at Jerry Richardson Stadium, 41 to 25. And we've got immediate timeout. Still a lot of time to go, though. 12.57 remaining here in the fourth quarter. We're going to take a look while we break away for this radio timeout. We're going to take another look at that, uh, hopefully that last touchdown pass, Granger to Robert Lewis. We're back in 60 seconds from Charlotte tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. This is Georgia State football on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Back here in Charlotte, 41-25, Georgia State leading Charlotte on the road, top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. 41-25, a career night in the air for Darren Granger. Not sure if it's a career night for Robert Lewis, but he's tearing it up, isn't he? Man, he's going up there. I just wrote on my notes here, in case you ask me later, and I happen to forget, I just wrote super catch, and it really was. We really needed that badly in order to be able to to, uh, pull back ahead where we need to be. So Darren Granger, 25 of 31 tonight, 440 yards, three touchdowns, another zero incompletion, 81% completion percentage, and his quarterback rating is 231. I haven't seen anything that high in a while. Marcus Carroll, meanwhile, has 67 yards on the ground. Darren has 23, so we got 90 yards on the ground, which is nice, but 220 yards on six receptions for Lewis. And that's a school record as well. Darren's numbers are a school record. Robert's numbers are a school record. Amazing. Just a great night here in Charlotte. 
McAllister on his return to his former school blasts that kickoff onto the R in Charlotte in the end zone. It will come out to the 25-yard line. We're down to 12.57 to go in this one. 41-25 Georgia State. Well, don't be surprised if medium crossing routes, you know, stay over 10, but maybe not quite 25, become the norm here for Charlotte. Now, Ivy was really good at making those completions, but he's not back in the ball game right now. You've got number four, Jalen Jones, for whatever reason, he's been in, brought in to uh, pump up the offense, and so far he's done a pretty good job. First down, here's the snap. Jones, they're going to run the football, and it's going to be out here in a big whoop. Leap over the defender by Teron Kelman, the redshirt freshman. Was that your Chris Berman? That was that was by Chris Berman. He literally just leapt into the air over the defender. Well, that was uh, Bryquees Brown that went goes to dive at the knees, but uh, good job by Kelman to jump over that. I thought there might be a holding there on Shamir McCallum, but uh, that that didn't happen. We're we're not going to get any more flags here tonight. I doubt it. But a two-yard pickup. Gain of, uh, it's now second and seven, and it's going to be a run play again to Kellum. He'll try to run in behind left tackle. Didn't get a whole lot there. Looks like they're going to give him a yard on the play. It'll bring up third down and six now for Charlotte. Right now, if you're Georgia State, you want Charlotte to use up as much of that clock as possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now they've got two quarterbacks. Nope, they're going to change quarterbacks again. Yeah, they're going to go back to Trexler-Ivy. And there's a big difference between the two. Jones is the more mobile. Yep. Uh, Ivy is the more stay in the pocket and look to throw the football type Deep guy. down the field. Yep. yep, he has one pick already tonight. What's he going to do here now? Snap to Ivory. Gets some pressure on him. He's in the pocket. Turns and fires. Finds his tight end. And that's 86, Kennedy. I thought he was short, Dave. I thought he got pushed out of bounds, and they made a good mark there. They only give him four yards. Bryce Kennedy on the receiving end there. And he, was, he was right at the sticks, and he broke them. His, his uh, left foot ends up breaking the bottom of the, the, uh, the markers. It's fourth down. And right at a yard. Now, I don't know why the other, they're going to try to switch these. Yeah, they got to they got to figure this out. We have to reset the chain. Yeah, the chain. Game, the guy, down. That, the guy that starts on the 25-yard line. That's where the drive started for. He ended up moving. He thought it was the first down, and he was ready to reset the chains, but they didn't get the first down. It's fourth down. How many did they run today? Four. Fourth down four. at about a yard. Well, they're two for four on fourth fourth downs. Are the 49ers? Now, the first possession of the ball game, they went for it on fourth down from about the 46-yard line, and they turned it over. Here in an act of desperation, just to keep the ball and, and their chances in the game, at the 34-yard line, Panthers are ready for something up the middle. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper, and I believe they got it. They did with Jalen Jones. Yeah, so Ivy came out, yeah, Jones, Jones back in, he gets about four. Got a big push, starting with that center. And everybody just piled in behind him and moved the whole pile enough for the enough for the 49ers to pick up the first down. They move it back to the 38. Jones uh, got up at about the 39 or 40, but his knee touched before then. Two tights. Jones out of the shotgun. And here's the snap. Jalen Jones steps up in the pocket. He's going to throw. He's got a man and right away immediately run down. The catch there was to Dwayne Thomas. 
Tai Chi Leach was right there with him and dragged him to the turf. We've called Tai Chi's name a lot. A just lot. Like a little drag route. You know, the when the running back gets it, he's just running flat along the line of scrimmage from one side of the field to the other, in this case going from left to right. And he made a nice catch, but he was only one yard down the field. So now it's second and nine. And a ball at the 39-yard line. We're inside of 10 minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Jones near hash out of the shotgun. He's going to fake the handoff. Pressure coming up the middle. He can run. He's got a lot of room right now. He's up across the 40, and he will get run out of bounds at the 43. Another flag. That might be against Georgia State. Number 18, tight end Colin Weber, might have been interfered with, but it was behind the play. We'll see. Good pressure there by number 32. That was Cody Jones on a blitz. Holding. Defense. Yards from the end of the run. Automatic. First down. So that'll go from the Charlotte 43. That's Taiji Leach with the hold. Yep, and they'll put it into Georgia State territory now at the 47-yard uh, line. So, man, I, I, I think you throw the whistle away if you're a referee. You're not going to call another penalty against Charlotte. You can do just about anything, holding, whatever. But we're going to have to play with our hands in our pockets. Ivy in at quarterback. Ivy's back in, and he's going down. He's going to get sacked back inside the 50-yard line. Good job. Pressure there from Georgia Swint. State. Yep. Kevin Swint from the outside, the Clemson transfer, making his presence known here in the fourth quarter. Nice little twist between the ends and the tackles, and Swint ends up with a nice little spin move at the line of scrimmage and is able to get Ivy down for about a five-yard loss. So it'll bring up now second down and about 15 or 16 yards. Here's the snap. Ivy again going to step up in traffic, and he's going to get brought Bright down Keese. again back inside the 40 by Bryce Brown, the cornerback. Late blitz. He showed late. No, nope, I'm sorry, Dave. But forgive me. That's Jeremiah Johnson, the safety. Six instead of five. Yes. Ivy brought that on the backfield. Eight-yard loss there. He came, and he was one-on-one -on -one with the running back. He just spun his way around him. Next thing you know, He's right in Ivy's face and is able to hold on to him. Another seven-yard loss. So it'll bring up now third and well over 20 yards. Jones going to make a pass play, and it's well out of the reach of the intended receiver. That ball was intended for Randy Fields. Yeah, it was overthrown for Randy, but yet yeah, underthrown for a guy in the area, which was Shadrick Byrne. But you could tell he was trying to get just whatever he could out of, out of Fields. The graduate wide receiver, ball on the left hash, and that's going to force a punt. Huge turn of events right there by the Panthers. After that penalty, Charlotte had the ball in our territory on a first down. The next thing, you know, three plays later, they're punting. So back deep is Jakari Carter. And that's going to sail way over his head. It will take a Georgia State bounce into the end zone as the Charlotte 49er fans now with 7.53 to go begin to head for the exits in droves. So media timeout on the field, Harper. We'll go ahead and take it with them. 7.53 to go. Georgia State 41, 
Charlotte 25 on the road tonight here in Charlotte. We're back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here in Charlotte, 7.53 to play in this one, 41-25. Georgia State leading it tonight's game on the radio network, presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-based credit union, also by the Georgia State University Alumni Association and Lusab Kia. Exit 14 on Georgia 400. We thank them for their support of Georgia State University football. Well, it ain't over till it's over, Dave, but with 7 minutes and 53 seconds, you got to like the position the Panthers are in right now. 41-25 is the score. You're ahead. You've got the ball, and you really have a lot of momentum. You've done some great things offensively. Darren Granger's been as good as you could ever want anyone to be. His numbers are 25 of 31, 440 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. His completion percentage is 81. And we're starting to see some big play. you got to take some chances. And if, if Marcus Carroll can get through the line with the patience that he's had tonight, might bust another one open for 20 or 30 yards. But he's done a great job of blocking and helping out with the offensive line tonight. He has been magnificent as well. Three wide here to the near side, including Peter Kikwata. Casey Adams in the ballgame. Rico Arnold and Darius Bush. Three transfers. And now the Panthers going to run the football. Keep that clock running. Running in behind left tackle and left guard is KZ Adams. He got three there. KZ, the 5'8", 185-pound redshirt freshman out of West Columbia, South Carolina. Expecting some big things out of this little man. Darius Bush, the transfer from UConn. He's originally out of Savannah, Georgia. Rico Arnold is a UMass transfer. Ball on the left hash. Four receivers on the left side. Tight end goes in motion. They're going to hand it off to KZ. He's going to find some room. Split a couple of defenders up close to the 30. I think they'll spot it at the 29-yard line. That would be a gain of six. It would bring up third down and about a yard. Maybe a little bit more than a full yard here for Georgia State. We're now inside of seven to go here in the fourth quarter. Avian McBride comes in to be another tight end to give you a little extra push if you need it. Here's the thing about KZ Adams. You're coming in late, but more than anything, hold on to that football. They're going to try to strip it away from you. Granger out of the shotgun. and try a free play right there. It is flag thrown. Granger going to unload down the far sideline, and it's intercepted. 
Charlotte intercepts the football. He's not down. He's not down, no. and they're returning the ball. That's Jarius. I'm sorry, that's not Jarius. That's Mack. Mack. Yes, yep. it is. Well, Dante's Fagan. No, Fagan. Dante's Fagan. And he's going to bring it back across the 30, down close to the 25. But the flag on the play. Well, I was wrong, Dave. I said they're, they're going to swallow the whistle. And, but another one of those clap uh, situations that Darren's so good at. When you clap, you move on sound. Offside. Someone was offside. Defense, number 95. In the neutral zone at the snap. Five yards. First down. That's just good football by Avery Reese, our center. You see, he's kind of a little slow. Yep. Walking to the line. Don't know if his left knee or ankle's bothering him a little bit, but great job. He detected that someone was offsides. Flips the ball back to Granger. You get a free play, even though it was an interception. It doesn't count. If it was a touchdown, it would. We'll take it. First and ten for Georgia State. Six eleven with a moving clock. From the thirty-four yard line. And a forty-one twenty-five lead. They put that ball up to the thirty-four now. After the penalty flag, so the interception wave that off. And here's Granger out of the shotgun. They're going to hand it off. KZ Adams in behind right tackle. Not a whole lot going there. He'd be lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage. Jonathan Wallace, backup defensive lineman there for Charlotte out of Claymont, Delaware. Ends up first there to make the tackle. 394 pounds. Wallace is more than double the size of KZ Adams. You have to take two KZs and a spare half a KZ to be as heavy as that guy. Clock now at 525. KZ will stay in the ball game. And They're gonna the Panthers stick will slow everything down. Yep. They're going to stick a couple of wideouts. Now in motion is Amon Green here near side. They'll keep it with KZ. KZ ah. is not going to get an opportunity to do much of anything on the second and eight play. He'll lose one there. Yep. And a timeout. Charlotte will call the timeout. Charlotte will save 40, 35 seconds there by doing that. Well, and it's going to bring the red hat out onto the field, and we'll go ahead and take the media timeout with them with 5.05 remaining. And Georgia State leading on the road here tonight in Charlotte over the 49ers, 41-25. Back in 60 seconds, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Dave Gold. Back here at Charlotte, five minutes, five seconds remaining. Georgia State 41 and the 49ers 25 georgia state football on the radio network tonight brought to you in part by the folks at ticketsmarter.com 
and by Center Park Credit Union and Community-Minded Credit Union. At this point, if you had to pick your ticket smarter play of the game, you could pick any one of them, including that last touchdown uh, for Robert Lewis on the throw from Darren Granger, or you could go for the 97-yard play that we saw earlier in the ballgame. Are you asking me to make a You could really pick both of them. Yeah, both of them, so I, I do coast. Here's an interesting, when we started the game, Dave, I was saying that we were averaging scoring 38 points a game we've got 41 so we're a little above average our average points against is 25 that's exactly where we're at right now points for for charlotte they average 22 now they've got 25 so that's a little bit higher but their points against they average 31 a game so far early in the season and they've given up 10 more than their average so great job of the panther offense to be able to exceed expectations when you just look at basic numbers like that the Panthers were able to do some things early and often to offset what the 49ers were trying to do and now here it's third and nine you keep the ball here you get those nine yards and you're pretty much guaranteeing that you're going to run the clock down to at least two minutes before you have to give it back again if you don't get another first down or you force the other two timeouts which I'll gladly take because then they'll run out of time all right, coming out of the timeout, Darius Bush goes in motion. They fake the handoff. They're going to dump it across the middle. Caught by the big tight end, Avery McBride. And McBride's going to pick up a big, big, big Georgia State first down across midfield close to the Charlotte 45-yard line. It will actually go to the 44. That's a pickup of 19 yards. Wow, nice touch. Very soft, great hands there by uh, McBride doing a fantastic job, and the Panthers are back on the ball again. We're at four and a half to go in the ball game. KZ Adams now shifts to the left of Darren Granger. Couple of wideouts to Darren's right. Here's the snap to Granger. They'll hand it off KZ Adams. KZ slices and dices, gets close to the 40. He's got quick speed. That about three yards on the pickup there by KZ. Keeps that clock running. We're just over four minutes to play here. Boy, he's going to be hard to tackle in the open field. You want him to run in between the tackles, or in this case, when you have a tight end, when you've got McBride that stays in the ball game. Double, du- double tights, excuse me, right now between Amon Green and Avion McBride. They'll probably run in between the two of them here on this play. Couple of wideouts here to the near side. Darius Bush, Peter Kikwata for the Panthers. KZ stays in the ball game, lines up to Darren's right. Second down and seven from the 41-yard line. Here's the snap to Granger. Keep it on the ground with KZ. Looking to find a little bit of a gap right there in the middle. He's got to be careful. A lot of those guys in green jerseys trying to rip at the football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've got to. And here's another situation. You're looking over at Biff Pogey, the head coach, looking at his defensive court. Do I call timeout here? What do I do? Because now we're down to 320 in a moving clock. There's 24 seconds on the play clock. We'll run down inside of five. And you're going to be running out of time. If we get the first down here, you can pretty much put a nail in it. Darren's now thrown for 461 yards tonight. We need to get to the 34-yard line. We're on the 38. Snap to Darren. And they will keep it on the ground with Casey Ah. Adams. He got racked up as soon as he got his hands on the football. Ayami Oki Anoma, the defensive end, wearing number zero. Timeout. Not being blocked. It is their second of the half. He just skates down the line of scrimmage and makes a nice play on Casey. Casey just trying to skate around and find a hole. There was nothing there. 
So now it'll be fourth down from the 40, excuse me, from the 39-yard line. When we get back, we got another media timeout. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds. From Charlotte tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM. Now more Georgia State football on this Saturday night with Dave Cohen. All right, getting late here in Charlotte. Only 2.49 remaining in this one. Tonight's game broadcast here on the radio network brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Shout out to the Panther fans that are listening tonight along the radio network. Our 50,000-watt flagship in Atlanta, Georgia. 88.5 FM WRAS, 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ up in Gainesville and across North Georgia, LowCountryRadio.com out of Savannah, Georgia, WRBJRadio.com out of Dublin, Georgia, and of course folks that are listening all over the place on the GSU Athletics mobile app, glad you're with us, glad you've stayed with us. Georgia State has never started a football season at 3-0. and they're two minutes and 49 seconds away from doing just that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Now, here's what you do on fourth down. You're probably going to bring your offense out, and you're going to see, you're going to run the clock down, see if anyone jumps outside. If they do, you're going to get the first down. And as soon as I say that, the punt team comes out. I was thinking you take the five yard penalty and give your punter a little more room to be able to try to pin it inside the 20 yard line. But instead, we're just, we're not going to, no games. We're just going to come out there, snap the ball, spread punt coverage. So you've got three of your biggest guys, offensive linemen, that are going to be in between the snapper, the long snapper, and the punter. They're there to protect him. Charlotte bringing everybody. Yeah, they don't even have a return guy, so they're going to bring 11. Cade's going to need to get this one off quickly, and he does. And Short end everywhere. over end, yep, and it's going to bounce at the three. Great job. Great job, and it will bounce back across <laughs> the five up to about the nine. They'll probably mark it at the four. Now, did we have someone that was illegally lined up? If so, we're going to do it again, unless that penalty is on Charlotte. Here we go. Well, the line judge is coming over to visit with Biff Poggi as if to say, well, what do you want to do, coach? So it's probably against Georgia State. Illegal formation, kicking team. Five yards remains fourth down. Now, I'm wondering if we did that on purpose. So they get the five, we, we get the five-yard penalty And anyway. we run a play, and we run yep. uh, probably 10 seconds off the clock. That's yeah, down to 237 right now. So Cade Loggins 
making his way back out onto the field. So instead of fourth and five, now it becomes fourth and ten. Ball at the 44-yard line. And they will drop, Charlotte will drop somebody back, and it's going to be Rutledge. I'm worried yeah, about that I'm guy. a little worried about that. Yeah. Seth Glauser, the long snapper. Cade Loggins standing back at the 41 of Georgia State, getting ready to punt this football again. Going to have to get it off quickly, and he does. Better kick, but yep. it's going to go, it's probably going to go into the end yep. zone. It yep. took a bounce into the end zone. It'll come out to the 20. Now he took another seven seconds off the clock. But Charlotte will take over first and 10 from their 20. Jalen Jones will lead the offense. They brought Shadrick Bird back in a running back. Rutledge has been the guy tonight. I know. He's been the guy we haven't been able to tag. Well, the good thing about that last drive, Panthers started on their own 20. They had seven minutes and 53 seconds. So we took almost five and a half minutes off the clock. Great job of the Panthers there. So they put a man in motion, and that is Thomas. Here's Jones looking, going to dump it off. Shadrick Bird, 25-30, 35-40. And he runs out of bounds into the Charlotte sideline to stop the clock at 220. Well, it doesn't stop the clock. Clock continues to run. That was about an 18, 19-yard gain there for the 49ers. Well, don't worry, folks. We were on purpose dropping everybody deep. We didn't want to get beat over the top. And we gave it to a guy for about a seven-yard completion, and he runs up for 19 yards because nobody was covering him. Everyone was backed up. Sean Brown, a UNC Pembroke transfer, and Jones gets rid of it. Jesse was about to get drilled by Bright Keese. Yeah, he felt the pressure on the backside. Jones, Jones ends up rolling out to his left. He was trying to get about a 10, maybe 15-yard completion along the sideline where the Panthers are. But he felt the pressure from Bright Keese. He ends up throwing it out of bounds. 49ers to take over second and 10 from the same spot, the 39-yard line. Yep, with 155 now remaining. Panthers three down, a t- really two down defensive, one down defensive line with a couple of guys coming in on the edge, coming with some pressure. Jo- Jones is going to escape the pressure. No, he's not. He's getting nice. dragged down back at the 25-yard line. Got a flag on the play, and that might be a face mask. It, I, they're going to call for a horse collar. I guarantee he didn't do it. He got him on the shoulder pads. The official on the far side of the field. But the referee was right there, and he should be the one to go, no, he really didn't get him there. They're going to call for a horse collar because it looked like it. But from our side, if they show a repeat here, Dave, you're going to watch McCollum right here grabs him and pulls him down. I thought he had the, the shoulder pad. Personal foul. Defense. Horse collar tackle. 15 yards. Automatic. First down. What do I know? So another George. How many penalties do we have right now? Uh, Ten. So that should be our 11th when we get it? Yep. Ten penalties. And we were averaging, what, like three a game prior to this? Yeah, through the Rhode Island and the UConn game. But, you know, Charlotte's a little different. This has been a little bit more of a chippy game than we saw in those first two, and we kind of expected that. Well, we saw it from when we uh, first got here, Dave. There were some players that were jawing at each other. Uh, As we were walking we, yeah, across the end zone to, to get up here to the press yeah. box. Here's Joe. He'll get rid of it quickly, and it's going to fall 
incomplete. Jones had to get rid of it really, really fast. Well, We're starting to bring pressure. Good job uh, from a defensive coordination standpoint. Multiple Panthers providing pressure. Is that 